Series. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. I'm going to be really annoying today. I'm just to do spoiler. I'm going to be really annoying today because you know what I am? You know who I am? I'm the guy who loves to say I told you so. I told you the Indians were going to the World Series. You tweeted at me and told me I was insane. You emailed me and told me I was crazy. Oh, Stansbury, you think you know everything. Oh, Stansbury, you think you're so smart. Well, the Indians going to the World Series. That game yesterday was awesome. Joined this morning, every morning, by uh, the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Looks like a baseball player, even a little bit. Got the tribe hat going. Buddy, how excited are you? I'm very excited. Uh, first and foremost, congratulations on a, uh, on a on a on a Nostradamus moment there from Stansberry. Dude, I'm getting pretty good at this, I'm right? I'm not going to lie, dude. You know, and this is a real-life moment. This, is, this isn't like, hey, we're saying this for the show. I didn't think you were insane. I didn't think you were crazy. I just thought you were wrong. I was like, I was like well, you know, there's been so many hurdles thrown along the Indians' way. I'm not going to try to be like, Oh yeah, me and Paul Hoynes, we were sitting there cramping on the Indians together. But there was plenty of reason. There yes. was plenty of reason oh, God, yeah. to. And, and and if the Indians would have fallen short, I don't think I would be disappointed or upset with them because let's be real, losing major parts of your pitching staff if this late in the season was going to be a tough thing for any team to overcome. Losing Michael Brantley, arguably the best player on the Indians, right. Right. arguably you know one of if not the one of the best. Not having him for the entire season, there was just so many reasons for this team to have fallen apart. Dude, in time and time and time again, they proved people and they're heading to the goddamn World Series. Dude. I, I retweeted this from the Cleveland Indians Twitter account, right? So this was them. No Brantley, no Cookie, no Danny, no Jan, Bowers Finger, and we're still the AL champs. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's amazing. It's amazing. And again, I want to go back to the Cavs here a little bit because they changed the feeling. When this stuff happened, you started to think like, well, we're not, it's not what was me anymore. Like maybe we can still do this. And talking about the pitchers, all right, all those pitchers being out, having problems with the rotation. I think I found the right analogy for the Cleveland pitching, for for the Indians pitching staff. I think I found the, the, the line of comparison here. Dude, our pitching staff is a lot like the quarterback position at Ohio State in the last three years. It doesn't seem to matter who you put behind center. They just get it done. How about that Merritt kid last night? Oh, my God. Ryan Merritt? Are you kidding me? Couldn't get through an interview the other day without looking like he was going to vomit. And he just goes up there. ALCS game, it just is ice cold. Just as 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 bad as a man can be, dude. I think he was 24 years old. Yeah. He spent spent the entire league or the entire season pitching in the hot tamale league out in Arizona. <laughs> and somehow or another, dude, this kid just goes up there and, and had it. And, 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 and not only like was serviceable, I mean, the kid was just a stud throughout that entire run of his, dude. I mean, he was just up there in charge of the plate, just up there looking like a man on the mound. You know, Jose Batista talking about him shaking in his boots, dude. Those boots were rock solid. Like there was there was no shake at all. I don't know if this was one of those situations where a moment sometimes can be so big that you don't see it. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? You you you, yeah. you you blindly find your way into it, but regardless, dude, that that Who cares? guy, that right. guy. It was amazing. It was amazing. Jose Batista, by the way, is Phantom brings him up. Let me tell you who I think that guy is. I think that guy's Donald Trump. I, I think they're the same okay. guy. I think the guy just says wild things because he knows he's going to lose. And so he just says stuff. He's just, dude, Batista should just keep his mouth shut. Circumstances, shaking in boots. Meanwhile, dude, you ran into the wall. What was it, game one? Like, I mean, dude, that guy sucks. Not nah, game two. 
Jay sucks. Did you see Trevor Bauer? He put a bottle of champagne in a cowboy boot and said, yeah. shaking in these boots or something like that. Well, Kluber tweeted out a picture of Merritt on the mound and put boots on him. But he says, look at him shaking in the boots. And here's the thing. I got to give a little credit to the TBS announcers because people have been ripping those guys apart. Yeah. And they have been pretty unfair to the Indians. Yeah. But they were talking about Merritt and how he was able to step up to that situation. They credited Kluber and the rest of the pitching staff by saying, you know what? The the mentality of pro sports teams has changed. Where it used to be, you used to like keep rookies and you know new guys at arm's length, and you would like kind of like you know you'd keep them off to the side and make fun of them, and they weren't part of the group yet. And they said the Indians and Kluber and all these guys have wrapped their arms around this kid. And have made him feel like, no, dude, you're one of us. You can do this. And I think when you're talking about championship series and stuff like that, that's very smart. When it comes to team chemistry, I think that's very much in the same boat as experience, where sometimes teams will be like, they'll get a lot of credit because like, oh, it looks like they're having so much fun out there. Oh, they've been here before. They know what they're doing. I don't know if numerically teams with good chemistry are any better. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it feels like when they are, they are. When it when it when it feels like they feel special. They feel special, and they, I'll say that it, it, it feels. You know, destiny is the wrong word, but it feels almost predetermined. It almost feels, you know, this is supposed to happen. Yeah, this is if, if, if justice exists. These guys who are out there playing together, who are out there, you know, picking each other up when they're down, who are out there supporting each other. It feels like, dude, that's the way the movie's supposed to go. I should have asked you this before we went on the air. Yeah. Because if you say no, this is going to be very anticlimactic. Okay. But can we tell the story about your brother? Are we allowed to tell that story? Uh, can we tell the story about my brother? About the Indians oh, this year? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We That's can definitely okay? tell that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. So listen to this, dude. Fans, I was going to tell you a story. His brother is like a huge, huge Indians fan, right? Yeah. My brother has been a season ticket holder with the Cleveland Indians for years. and I mean, dude, your nephews have been in Indians commercials, right? Yeah, yeah. multiple Indians commercials. There was actually an Indians... A flyer thing that went out of the stadium, too, right? There was an Indians commercial that I was in, and yeah. it, it was funny. They were talking about like moments at the ballpark between father and son, and there's me holding one of my nephews, my brother. <laughs> Brother was so pissed about that, dude. So pissed oh, dude, my brother would have been furious about that. Yeah. So, so this year, um, my brother and it's his hilarious. family. I mean, uh, you know, just just huge tribe fans, way bigger than me. Um, yeah, they go to a ton of games. My, my brother's wife is a a sports nut. She knows more about sports for sure more than I do. More than really? Oh yeah, dude. She is she is an, a, like a a sports nut is the best way to put it. So um, she's cool. Very cool. I'm surprised you haven't met her yet. I don't have to bring the brother and the kids around. Yeah, I kind of want to do that. Well, meet old Uncle Stansberry here. Yeah, I kind of want to do that. But so this is the first year in, I think, four years that my brother and his family decided not to buy wor- or to buy season tickets. <laughs> oh, to the my Indians. God, dude. That's terrible. They decided to go to Disney instead. And they were like, no, we're going to go to Disney this year just because, you know, the kids are the right age. See, your brother's got to be pulling his hair and out. And the first time in four years he did not get season tickets. Now to go to the World Series. I mean, dude, that was during the that was during the Nick Swisher era I was that he say, was there, man. Like, that was during those He was going in the, in, in the Grady Sizemore, we're going to do it days. The Brohio era, dude. Uh. Yeah, he's oh, dude, dude, life, man, right? Just no matter how good your life is, it finds a way to kick you in the nuts. I saw cheapest World Series tickets. I saw six hundred bucks. All right, so my buddy was on his way to Vegas yesterday to play in a golf tournament, right? And he he sent me a text. He's like, "Yo, dude," he's like, "If we make the series, he's like, my family's gonna buy some tickets." He's like, "Do you want in?" And I was like, "Yeah." So he texted me last night. He's like, "Dude, we're going to the series." He was all excited. He's a huge Indians fan. HJ, right. huge Indians fan. 
And so I don't know if he's getting tickets for game one or, or what it is, but it, it but it sounds as if I will be in progressive field for a World Series game. And if it costs me six hundred, like that's I shouldn't spend that. I don't have that kind of money. I'll be honest, I don't have that kind of money. But I will find that kind of money to go to a world. I went to a World Series game in ninety seven. I would I did yeah, I have to go to a World Series game. If I have the opportunity to buy a ticket. So I may be going to the World Series. And I feel as if I should. I was the first one out there in the country telling you that they were going to go and win it. And I do believe we win it. I would rather face the Dodgers than the Cubs. Me, personally, I feel like we beat the Dodgers easier. I think we're going to beat the Cubs, too. But I think we beat the Dodgers easier. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. I uh, I look forward to 8 o'clock when we talk to Scott from Wayne yes. for next year. Yes. Um, I want his opinion on both the Dodgers and the Cubs. I feel like Facing I, us? Yeah, I feel like I haven't watched enough of either one of those teams to definitively say what I think is what, and I just want to get his take. I'll of, tell you what. Yeah, that's a great point, because he does know more about yeah. this stuff uh, you know, uh, than we do. I'll tell you how I got to my opinion, is that I feel like when, when you hear about the Dodgers, the only thing you hear about is Clayton Kershaw. Like, that's the only thing you hear about, where when it's the Cubs, you hear Team of Destiny, and they're fighting all this stuff, and, like, the the lineup's great all the way through, and they have, you know, and they have the pitching staff, and... Did you watch any of that game last night? Oh, of course, yeah. I So, so I didn't stay up to finish that game. No, I, no, no, and by the time the presidential debate, I was like, all right, I'm going to turn over to this, but... But I saw them blow a double play, and that pitcher just turned around and lit those guys up. Cubs pitcher turned around and lit those guys up. He's like, come on! Let's effing get it go! Or whatever it was. I mean, you could tell. It's like, he was pissed. And I guess the last thing you want as a team, as a uh, as a squad, is to start to have some mutiny on board. You know what I right. mean? That's that's, that's right. no good for anybody. And uh, the Indians... Is that right? Mutinies are bad? <laughs> the Indians right now, obviously, uh, feeling it. Feeling good about each other. Feeling good about their odds. And, and, and feeling good about what they can do. Yeah, it's amazing. I'll be honest with you. When I, dude, I watched the entire Indians game. I didn't watch. I actually, I think I was asleep before the debate even started. So we will run some of that audio down for you at 7 o'clock. We have Bon Jovi tickets today. We have Factory of Terror tickets today. We have Seven Floors of Hell tickets today. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff to give away this morning. Fantone has said many times on the program, and it bums me out every time he does, but he has said many, many times that, that the dream, the myth of clean food in restaurants has long been taken out of him because of how many restaurants he's worked in. He says he does not believe in clean food. We have yet again another instance proving that Fantone's right that there's no such thing as clean food in restaurants. We'll run that down for you next on the Stansbury Show. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. If you have a strong stomach and an inappropriate sense of humor, head over to WRQK.com. Check out a video of a girl getting oral sex advice from her grandmother. Yeah, that's in the Stansbury Show page at WRQK.com. Also a video up there of a Fantone favorite subject. Hot teacher sleeps with male student. Where were these teachers when I was in school? We'll get into that story a little later in the program. Perfect. That's uh, Fantone hates that one. Hates that double standard in life. So we'll let him bitch and moan. Kvetch. Is that what it's going to be now? About that. I don't know. That, sound, that sounds like you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're going to say. Unfortunately, uh, apparently you're going to get to go off more than once today because we're about to have you do it right here. Perfect. 
As you have said many times, Fantone, for those of you that don't know, Fantone has worked at about 7,000 restaurants. It's been a lot, right? Oh, it's been a ton. I've had a ton of jobs, and they've all been restaurants and radio stations. So, I mean, honestly, it's... <laughs> well, i to do a lot of you. And I've worked on all spectrums of the restaurant industry, whether it's fine dining, uh, casual places. Um, fast I've food? Wor- fa- I've worked fast food. I've worked sandwich shops. I've worked... Every restaurant you can think of, front of the house, back of the house. I've been a cook. I've been, you know, I've I, I've been a waiter. I've been all those, you know, all those jobs. Some, so this story more. coming out of Middletown, Ohio, and it's just more and more proof that what Fantone always says is true is that there's no such thing as clean food. No, there's not. That that that, that dream, that American dream of going out to eat and getting clean food that you should be putting in your body, long gone. Yeah, it, it it's going to be gross. It is. It is. You go if you have somebody else. Hate you, dude. If you have somebody else make your food, it's going to be gross. It is. Awesome. I'm so sad right now. <laughs> that should, it, like that statement should make me skinny, but it'll never happen. It just you make me want to eat more. I don't know how that works. Like I'm just in denial about it. So this story coming out of Middletown, Ohio. I looked. It's about I don't know, just about under 200 miles away from here. And this is now surrounding the Sonic Drive. In, right now, okay. I like the Sonic. I, uh, you know, I'm a fan. Love Sonic. Honestly, um, they've got a great variety on their menu. Uh, I like the go out and you get to eat in your car, but it's not like you're driving and eating. I, yeah. Everything about Sonic, I like. I, uh, dude, I'm I, I'm a chili cheese dog person. Right? Like you, if, if that's like your hook, if that's like your gimmick, I'm going to try your place. Like that's uh, that's just part of who I am. Sonic's got those good like ice creams and milkshakes and like desserts and stuff like that too. Sometimes it'll just be like, hey, you want to go get some ice cream at Sonic? I, dude, I love Sonic. It's great. It is. So this story, apparently this was posted on Facebook, and it shows the employees of this Sonic from Middletown, Ohio, laying in the ice machine at the Sonic restaurant. And for those of you that have never worked in a restaurant or a bar, like it, you have like an industrial ice machine, and these things are huge, and it's got like a huge cabinet door on it. You lift it, and it could fit a human in it for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, if you're if you're going through that much ice on a daily basis, and you got to think about how many pops and drinks that Sonic's selling, you're not going to be able to sit there and do right. it with the ice cube trays. You know what no. I mean? Like like you're you're, you're going to have to have something else. The one we have at the Agora could probably fit three full size humans in it. Right. I mean, you're you know going through I mean? that much ice. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's just the way it is. You're in the business of selling drinks. So these kids are just laying in this ice, which if you think about it, if you watch, if you've ever watched like Bar Rescue Mm -hmm. or shows like that, you'll see guys like Don Taffer who like runs that show really freak out about contaminated ice because you can make a lot of people very sick very fast. It's one of those things that people don't necessarily think of as like, well, it could be contaminated where food, you know, you're not going to leave potato salad sitting out in the sunlight for four hours and then eat it. It would never last four hours in my house. (laughs) That just feels wrong. That just feels, you know, but with ice, um, it's like, well, what could go wrong? It's just frozen water. It's not even going to be anything. And you got to think that ice bins are number one dark and number two cold, which is like a perfect place for bacteria to yes. be growing and if you're not cleaning that out on a regular basis like you, you could totally get people sick. you have to be very careful and again i work more bars than i have restaurants but for me like you know again when you work at the bar you have to be very careful because that ice is right in front of you and while you're pouring but if you spill anything in there it's over you gotta like empty it all out you gotta have your bar back come in and wipe it all out and start from the beginning and it just takes up time and all this stuff I feel like the last time you and I talked about this, about clean food in restaurants mm-hmm. and like the, the like the wild things that employees do, 
I feel like I had floated an idea that I think helps fix this. I don't think you'll ever eradicate this you kind can't. of bad behavior. You right? can't. You have too much. Uh, there's too much human interaction. There. Too many restaurants. Right. But and, I. And- I that's the thing is that is that I don't think every meal you eat is necessarily going to be like disgusting, like just crawling with bacteria. Right. But the 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 if you're going out to eat on a regular basis, which all of us are as Americans, if you think that you're regular eating, you're cleaning, clean eating, it's just not happening. It's just not. You're There's things eating. going on that you wouldn't do at home while making food for yourself. Of course. Yeah. Right. So that's. But I feel like I floated an idea last time we talked about this that it, that I think is good. Now it's going to be expensive. So the price per item is probably going to go up in restaurants okay. to pay for this. But I think in the end, you get what you pay for. Okay. And I like video boards in the restaurant. I like a video, you know, because, you know, they put the calorie count. They do all this stuff on these mm. video boards. I want the boards that shows me what's happening in the back of the restaurant, especially when we're talking quick service. When we're talking about my first job, I'm in 10th grade. I don't know the severity of what I'm doing to your food or don't care about the severity, rather. If you think that's going to be any different at Applebee's than McDonald's, you're crazy. You know what I mean? Just because it's not a fast food job, you think that's going to be any cleaner? And I'm not trying to crap no, no, on no. Applebee's or no, McDonald's. I'm just saying, if you think that it's going to be any different. And, dude, let's talk about, like, quote-unquote nicer restaurants. If you're an independently owned restaurant, you don't even have the corporate standard. It's just like, hey, we've got that sign in the bathroom that says, please wash your hands. That's true, too. Employees must wash hands after the bathroom. So, uh, dude, I, like I said, I've worked in every kind of restaurant. And it's no, they're no different. It's no, well, it's no safer to think, oh, this is a nice restaurant, therefore it's cleaner. That's not necessarily true. I, there are restaurants now. I, is it Red Robin? Maybe one of them where you order by tablet mm-hmm. at your table now, mm-hmm. or you still have a waitress, but like if you decide, oh, I want something else, like you just that you don't have to wait for yeah, it to come back. Places do that. So why on that tablet then, after I order, can't I watch what's happening back there? I want to see. I think if you give us exposure, I think it helps. And again, like I said, you're never going to eradicate it. But if you, but if I feel like it's a step in the right direction that helps us get to more clean meals. I'm sure open kitchens are more likely to be clean, and you'll see those, you know, places where the, where you could actually like look back into the into the kitchen and watch the people cooking. I'm sure those are more likely to be clean. Let's not act like cameras are all that expensive, and let's be real. Really easy nowadays. Odds are more than likely you've already got a security camera back there, somewhere back there in that yeah. kitchen. There's you're trying be to make sure camera. the 17 year old's not walking out with like bags of cheese or whatever out of the cooler right so uh, there's no privacy issue because it's a job it's not like it's in a bathroom or anything like that yeah I, I, information I, is is not you know knowledge is power and you know being able to see that it would be information and knowledge and i think it just helps keep everybody on the up and up you're again you're always going to have people that don't care about their jobs enough to stay in line and fantones pointed this out plenty of times while talking about this and it's totally true server jobs are kind of easy to get yeah. if you have a decent resume like dude if you've worked at chili's and got fired and you go apply somewhere else they just want to they're not going to call over to that previous restaurant they just want to know how long you worked there. okay do you know how to do this we're not going to have to teach you how to we'll have to show you our system but we don't have to teach you how to be a server you know what I mean? And so as long as you got a little bit of history, you could probably find another job pretty easily. And that that leads to a lot of this, too. They're like, oh, well, whatever. Screw this job. I'll just go work over there. So, But I think, honestly, I want more open kitchens. I want to see what's happening. And I just think it keeps everybody on the up and up there. We have more restaurant stuff we have to get into. This is another one of those. 
I can't believe they wrote this on my receipt or this person wrote this on a napkin for a waitress. And you honestly, when I read this, I was disgusted to find out this stuff still happens in America. I'll tell you what's going on next on the Stansbury Show. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. It's Northeast Ohio's first, fastest, and longest indoor high-performance electric go-karting track. If you haven't been out there yet, no better time than October Fast. It's the time. The October Fast special is killer. Check this out. Monday through Friday from noon to 6 p.m., you get two races for 25 bucks and at six o'clock till close you get two races for 30 bucks october fast is going on at high voltage indoor karting find out more at highvoltagekarting.com 106.9 well hit to left back toward the wall Carrera goes back has to play it off the carom and then has trouble with it that's going to score a run and the indians on the board one nothing he laid into it lindor probably wouldn't have scored if they came up with that ball clean Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Your Indians are the American League champs. They won the pennant. Series starts Tuesday in Cleveland. Banner raising night for the Cavs. Insane. Crazy, right? Insane. Hosting game one of the World Series and raising the banner, handing out the rings. Dude, if you would have if you would have said this two years ago, you would have been, you'd have been insane. But it's happening, and it's happening next week, dude. It's wild. I said it two months ago when people thought I was insane. Said it before that. I know. I remember I told you I opened up the show today talking about how I was going to be annoying with it, going to hit you over the head with it all day. I'm the guy who loves to say I told you so, and I told you so. 1948 was the last time that yeah. the uh, that the Northeast Ohio celebrated two champions in 2016. It could happen. There you go. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 o'clock about all of this. He is beyond excited. His Twitter and Instagram accounts last night were off the hook. And I mean, you got to think, dude, Scott's in the business of web hits and to have two championship runs in one season for him, got to be good stuff for his website. I'm sure he, in his house right now, it's like, I told you, honey, I told you that this website was a good idea. (laughs) That's exactly, (laughs) that's exactly what's happening with Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We'll talk to him at 8 o'clock. We have Bon Jovi tickets to give away, and I'm going to do those in about 10 minutes from right now. Okay. A lot of times radio shows like to value other hours of the program, and I feel like people who listen early in the morning sometimes get screwed on cool giveaways. And I don't really like that. And I like to run this room a little differently than that. So Bon Jovi tickets up for grabs under 10 minutes from right now. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need for those. We have another interesting uh, restaurant story here. And by interesting, I mean disgusting. This is all about tipping people. And I have floated this idea on this program multiple times that I think every year, every American should have to serve people for like a week. I think everybody should have to do like a turn of that. So you learn to start treating restaurant people with a little bit more respect. You People just take their days out on people who are in certain positions. Anybody like at the DMV, you'll take your day out on that person. If you go into a gas station, you'll take your day out on the person behind the counter. That's awful. You'll do it to restaurant people a lot. And we've seen this thing now with the internet where people like to show pictures of like, awful things that people wrote on receipts or like people who work at the restaurant will like describe like their customers as like the fat dude in the pink shirt or whatever. And like, and this stuff hits the internet and it goes viral. Okay. I read online, a couple went out to a restaurant. I believe this is South Carolina and they went out to eat and they left a note for the waitress on a napkin in lieu of a tip. Now, If you don't tip somebody serving you in a bar or a restaurant, you're a terrible person. I don't care what you ordered. You tip that person. 
sliding scale of the tip, though. I mean, you're obligated to leave something. I mean, if somebody's genuinely terrible, do you have bad service? Yes. I I think you. Am I going to hold you to a percentage? No. But I think that no matter what has happened, unless they punch you in the face, you should probably tip a server. Okay, I, there are obviously going to be circumstances where that might not be true, but I would think more often than not, you should be tipping servers. So this couple decided not to leave a tip, and instead they wrote her a note on a napkin. Terrible. And you know what happens here. This is we're, We know how to live your life better than you do. We're going to write it down and give it to you. And the note starts like this. The woman's place is in the home. Your place is in the home. It even says so in the Bible. You may think that you may think uh, okay. that you're contributing to your household by coming into work, but you're not. While you're in here working, this is the reason your husband must see another woman on his way home from a long day at work. Wow. Because you should be home taking care of the household duties. Wow. You may think what you're doing working is right. It is really essentially a disgrace to his manhood and to the American family. So instead of coming to your job and looking for handouts to feed your family, how about going home and cleaning your house and cooking a hot meal for your husband and children the way your husband and God intended and help make America great again, praying for families and our nation. Love, and they signed their last name, which has been omitted for the story. Wow. I don't understand from where people get the balls to write this down on a piece of paper. There's a lot uh, it being said in there, and there's a lot to break down. You're right. The audacity of somebody to to say that. I mean, you can think what you want to think in life. It's it's your prerogative to do sure. so. And if you feel like that's the way that the, that your family should be run, and if, if you feel like only men should work, hey, it's America. You do whatever the hell you want with your life. Think whatever you want. Um, it's just not realistic. No, of course not. I mean, you can put your head in the sand all you want. To. I mean, America's change. needed two-income families for as long as I've been alive. And uh, there's a part in there where they say um, instead of being here looking for a handout, that's the part that really kind of irritates Tips me. Tips aren't handouts. It's exactly, exactly. Tips she's, are not handouts. She's working for uh, for Tips. money. For money, like it's not it's not a handout situation. She is working for money. Right. So I, I I take big issue with that. Obviously, there's a greater tone here of 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 oppressing women and of keeping them in their quote unquote place. But their places where they want to be. But to but to but. To to throw like the 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 anchor or the albatross of of handout around this woman that's just wrong it's not even like factual it's just wrong she's not taking a handout she has a job right now couldn't i make the argument that if this is your mentality if this old world mentality is is how you think couldn't I make the argument that you should be tracking down her husband and writing him a note at his job, going, "Dude, what are you pathetic? You have, dude, you you work at a job where you can't even so you can't even support your wife, or your wife has to go out into, into the field and work." Could I mean, dude, if that's the way you feel about it, that women should be at home, you should be attacking the husband for not making enough money. Oh, for sure. Right? Why is it the woman's fault? For sure. There's there's going to be a responsibility on the man in yeah. these people's opinion. Um, I, I also think if you're so staunch in this view and you're so like, hey, this is what I believe and, 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 and this is the way it should be, this isn't the first time you've gone out to eat in the past 30 years. Right. So you've been dealing with this for a while. 
if you feel so strongly about this that you're going to belittle this woman on on, on, a, on a note, then stop going out to eat. You're so against that system. I guarantee you, the the Bob Evans or wherever they were, the Cracker Barrel or wherever they were, it has a ton of female employees. I mean, could I not make the argument that I would that in America, overwhelmingly, the server position in a restaurant, diner, whatever, is kind of sold to you as a female position, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if the if the facts back that up or whatever, as far as like how many people are actually employed as servers, or whatever. But it's definitely perceived to be a job that a woman can easily get. Much like nurses are perceived to be, to be a to female. Be female. Job. It's there not, you go. It's not always going to be the case. Not going to be the case. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a fair. That's a fair assumption. It's, I think. It, it, it's sold that way in movies and TV shows, and again, we can get it into probably well, that's sexist, but whatever. It's right. perceived to be a female's job. My point being is, is that this? It's not like. You know what I mean? It's not like she's playing quarterback. Right. <laughs> and, and you're seeing this happen for the first time, right, and you're right. like, what the hell is that? Like, this is, this is women have been serving you in restaurants since the beginning of time. I, I mean, you know, Pulp Fiction, and they're, they're sitting there, and they're, or not Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs are sitting there, and they're, they're talking about whether they should or they should, should not tip. W- with the waitress. And Mr. White is talking about how this is the one job in America that a woman, no regardless who she is, what her history can is, get. she can go get that yes. job, she can have pride in herself for working hard every day, and she can make a living for her and her family, and somehow or another, these people, that's not good enough for them. I don't want to say, because I'm, I'm not surprised that this is these were Trump supporters, but I am a little bit surprised that Make America Great Again was kind of thrown in there. It doesn't feel necessarily how I view Trump supporters. It doesn't. It felt a little bit like, I, I felt forced in there. Yeah, it felt piling on. Yeah. I, I, I agree I, with I, that. I, I didn't necessarily get that. I agree with that. I, I think if somebody is out there working, I don't think it's your place ever to tell people that they shouldn't work like you don't know what this woman's situation is maybe her husband just got laid off maybe she just started this job maybe her husband died you know what Ooh. I mean? Maybe her husband died. Maybe Ooh, I never I, thought about that. Uh, you know, and I'm sure if I said, well, maybe they're divorced or maybe she's not with her husband, these people would lose their minds about that. Too, Can I just but... say it feels a little disgusting for us trying to find a reason why a woman would be in the workplace? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it just it, it, that feels disgusting to me. Like oh, I gotta find a reason why this chick's working. That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's disgusting. Of course, women are going to be in the workplace, and they should be. You know what? I, I, yeah, I don't have to defend women. They're pretty awesome. Just take a look at them. They're amazing. They're the whole reason to get out of bed every morning. We do have Bon Jovi tickets. I want to pass them out right now. I want to, uh, I want to reward the people that wake up early with us. Caller 20 right now, 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to Bon Jovi. That show March 19th at the Q in Cleveland. Tickets do not go on sale for two more days. You're winning them before you can buy them. And uh, we'll pass those out right now. And again, unfortunately, we have to break down debate audio for you next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. Fantone, I'm sure in your lifetime you've heard this, that you can't please all people at all times. Of course. Okay. There are listeners who are very furious with me right now. Of course. Over the fact, not that I gave away the Bon Jovi tickets when I did, which again, most shows wouldn't. They'd make you wait till 8.30 or 9 o'clock. The money hour. Valuing other hours over when you're able to listen, which is ridiculous. So I kind of moved that stuff around, but apparently I read the phone number too fast. And I don't know why the phone number doesn't match the frequency number of the radio station. I, this is the first radio station I've ever seen where that's true. I, I don't get that. But for some reason, we have issues with the phone company or whatever. We're on this 1-800 number or whatever. 
So, for future ticket reference, the phone number to Rock 1069 is 1 8 0 0 2 4 3 7 6 2 5. That's how it shall be read from this point moving forward. Yeah, Steve from North Lawrence, apparently he got it loud and clear. He heard the message. He called in. He won Bon Jovi tickets. Also, people uh, sending in a lot of tweets, a lot of messages, a lot of emails about yesterday's program. Where's the podcast? Uh, For those of you that may have missed it, I had uh, the host I used to work with back in the day on the program yesterday. And people are wondering where that podcast is. And all I can tell you is, so am I. We uh, we uh, did. I, I loaded it not once but twice yesterday. For some reason, we have switched like our podcast system again now for like the third time since I've worked here, and we're experiencing some issues. I hope to have that uh, remedied today. Because also yesterday, I got an email from my boss going, um, we're only pacing it like 60% of the web hits we need for the month. And I was like, well, there was this podcast that should have went up today that I honestly probably would have fixed that problem. So oh, we're working on it. We're uh, we're trying to get that there. Hopefully after this program, I'll be able to put some effort into that and get that up. Fingers crossed. Daryl at WRQK.com if you, uh, yeah. you want to find out more answers on that one. That's with two R's and two L's at the end. That's Daryl. <laughs> Dumbass Daryl one time. He'll be, able to, he'll be able to at least give you some sort of an answer there. Before we get off that topic really quick, okay, right. I just want to say it was really awesome to uh, kind of be a fly on the wall yesterday and watch both you and Maxwell do your thing. The videos are up at WRQK.com's face. Or you can click over on the Facebook page. Yeah. And and we had Facebook live videos. Yeah. And honestly, dude, there was a little bit of me that was bummed when the hour was over. There was a lot me of too. questions and stuff that I think, you know, it might have been unsaid. So I'm not saying anytime soon, but I'm saying at some point in the future, we're going to have to do that again. Dude. He's working very closely with Glenn Bay. That's who he works for. And uh, heroin addiction is not a problem that's going away anytime soon. No. And he's kind of an expert at that. So maybe over time to time, I want to put space in between. I don't want this to be like, oh my God, look, here's the thing. But, you know, we'll put some space in between it. But, yeah, there's probably a reason to do that again at some point. At some point. I'm not in a hurry to do it again. But at some point, we may do that. And we'll get the podcast up, I promise. I don't care if i got to come to all of your houses with it on CD. You will get that show if you want. I don't know what the hell is going on with this podcasting system. (laughs) But people wonder why I scream. People wonder why. When are we going to be number one? When are you going to get the web hits up? When are you going to do this? Well, bro, here, I'm doing all the right stuff. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I guess I don't know the answer to those those crushing questions from management. I guess I don't have those answers for you. All right. Did you watch this presidential debate last night? Yeah, I did. Okay, because that's probably a war that's probably bigger than me versus boss, right? <laughs> it's close. I will, uh, I will admit that I did not watch this. Okay, I watched the Indians game. Got a little tipsy during that. And I watched a little bit of the Dodgers game, and then I was in bed early. There was a part of me that was like, dude, you're feeling sky high off of this Indians win. Just go to bed. Just go to bed. There's nothing that's going to beat it. You're not going right. to feel better about life after watching this debate. But I was like, dude, if Trump has an absolute 100% meltdown, you're going to be pissed that you, you didn't, didn't watch it, it live. Right. You're going to be pissed you didn't watch it live. So it wasn't what I expected it to be. Honestly, I watched all three debates. It was the least lackluster of all, and I guess that's to be expected. Most lackluster. Oh yeah, most lackluster. Okay, I'm just trying. I, right. I, I, right. I wanted to know. I was like, because again, I didn't see it. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it you know. The first one, it was like, dude, must see TV. TV. You have to watch this. The second one had a little bit of that feel, maybe not as much, but it was fresh off of the Billy Bush tapes. So there was that, Mm -hmm. like, well, let's see what happens. This one last night, it it felt and it was very underwhelming. 
Well, you find out you're going to the World Series 20 minutes before it. True, true, <laughs> true. I mean, true. Like, you, I, I mean, I know it's a little more time than that, but you know, when you find out you're going to the World Series. So I would assume then you have a little bit of a highlight reel that I can listen to? Yeah, I'll put it together for All right, you. yeah, let me take a listen to that. Assuming he can't figure out how to get out of it. Uh, but what we want to do is to replenish the Social Such a Security nasty Trust woman. Fund. Wow, okay, can we stop right there? Because people seem to be highlighting that on Twitter about him saying, you know, such a nasty woman. Now... I will admit that I have not watched every single presidential debate in the history of this country or the history of me being alive, right? But I, and I'm guessing here, I'm guessing that this isn't the first time insults like that have been said across while people are speaking like that in a debate. I'm guessing. I could be wrong. But my guess is that this isn't the first time. I think this gets highlighted, A, because of how awful he has been with some of the things he has said all along the way. And it's man v. woman. And so it comes off a little harsher than that. I'm not sure this is actually uncharted territory is my point. It's not right. I can agree with you on that. And I, um, I, I think it's worth noting that you have to look at what he's trying to do in the sense of Undermine. if he's... Well, if he's trying to win this election, and, and as he's trying to win this election, he has to start appealing to women. And by doing that, whether it is, is unprecedented or whether there's, you know, this is a territory we've crossed over into before, by saying that, you're not helping your cause that you respect women. You're just not. Yeah, yeah that's true. Do you condemn any interference by Russia in the American election? I don't know, Putin. He said nice things about me. If we got along well, that would be good. Well, that's because he'd rather have a puppet as president of no the puppet, United States. No puppet. And it's pretty clear. You're the puppet. It's pretty <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's just the best, right? He's just the best. You're the puppet. Again, I don't think that that's probably new. I don't think that that's probably the first time that's ever happened. But because of who he is, it seems so much worse. And because, again, I think it's man v. woman, it comes off like evil guy holding woman down. It's pretty clear. You're the puppet. It's pretty clear. <laughs> I we love have it. some bad hombres here, and we're going to get them out. Excuse me. My turn. Why would so many different women from so many different circumstances over so many different years, why would they all make up these stories? Those stories have been largely debunked. I have a feeling how they came. I believe it was her campaign that did it. What was his response? Well, all right. I, 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 they're talking about the women who have come forward since hearing him on those tapes with Billy Bush. Correct. Okay. Now, you got to be careful here because if you start saying those women are lying, then a lot of people start saying, well, you're blaming the victim for what happened there. And I don't want to do that. Okay. So. What I will say about those women coming forward now is that it's always going to be perceived by the public as a little suspicious if you come out after like a major story like this breaks and it because it, it looks like you're piling on and maybe it can look like you're trying to gain some fame off of this issue. I'm not saying that's what has happened, but it definitely can look that way. And I would be suspicious of some. Now, having said that, there's also the theory that where there's enough smoke, there's probably fire. So let's say some of those women are after fame. That's that's fine. That may be true, and it may be true. Let's say maybe say most, but it's not necessarily true that it's all of them, right? And so I don't know 
what the real situation there is. Because it could be, oh my God, well, 40 years and he's been, dude, a billionaire has been around all these women all these time and nobody's ever had anything to say, but now he's getting close to the election and now the tapes came out. But if you talk the way you did on those tapes, it is going to be easy to make the link that somewhere along the line you did these things that these women are saying that you did. Exactly. You have to keep in mind of, while you can say it's circumstantial evidence that he's he's essentially admitting to this type of behavior on those tapes. And now saying he doesn't do it. It's you're the one who said those things. And right. I mean, you can point at these nine women and say, you know, well, they didn't come out until this point. But plenty of these nine women have told these stories in other avenues. It just didn't get the news attention that it did that after, it these, after these after these Billy Bush. That could be true. Out. I don't know that. And also, it's not like there hasn't been sexual harassment allegations in Donald Trump's history. It, it, you know, it, not these nine women, but there have been allegations. There's been in the other past. women who have said things in the past. Yes. I have a feeling how they came. I believe it was her campaign that did it. What was his response? Well, he held a number of big rallies where he said that he could not possibly have done. Uh, those things to those women because they were not attractive enough. She should not be allowed to run. And just in that respect, I say it's rigged. But sir, there is a tradition in this country. In fact, one of the prides of this country is the peaceful transition of power. Are you saying you're not prepared now to commit to that principle? What I'm saying is that I will tell you at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. You're not up to doing the job. He's talking down our democracy. And I, for one, am appalled. Lots of luck, Hillary. Thanks a lot for doing a great job. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's almost over, people. You know, that's the good thing. Can I be honest about one thing? I am not a Donald Trump supporter. I am not going to vote for Donald Trump. But I got to be honest with you that when I look through my Facebook feed and I see some of these, I'm friends with a bunch of people on Facebook I'll never meet or know, right? Of course. And when I see some of these younger people who are so far up Hillary Clinton's behind that it almost makes me wish Donald Trump would win. So so I, I would have to watch them freak out and, and like melt down. And I tell people, and I've been saying this about Donald Trump from the beginning, I feel the same way about the people who are fearful of Trump that I did about the people who were fearful of Obama, which is if Obama wins, your life's not going to be as bad as you think it is. And I, I maintain that if Trump wins, your life's not going to be as bad as you think it is. Now, having said that, the reason why I can't be... The reason why I wouldn't vote Trump in this election, I'll just be honest with you, is the next president's going to put somebody on the bench. Multiple somebodies, probably. And you don't mess around with things like Roe v. Wade. You don't mess around with that. And historically, I believe this may be accurate, at least in a couple of administrations, the vice president kind of oversees that the vetting process for that. Mike Pence is going to be bad for women's rights in the Roe v. Wade category in those areas. You don't mess around with stuff like that. You don't play with stuff like that. We need... Dude, you don't play with it. At the end of the day, the Supreme Court nominees are going to be the biggest responsibility that this next president has. Huge. When it comes to... And we're going to get into another war probably in the next eight years, right? When it comes to how our lives are affected, you know, you're right where, dude, it wasn't going to be that bad under Obama. Dude, it's not going to be that bad of Trump. It's not going to be that bad, you know, with George Bush. Like, we're all slaves to the moment where, no, you're the best president ever, the worst president ever. There's no in-between. But at the end of the day, the biggest responsibility of this next president will be nominees to the Supreme Court. And I believe in a woman's right to choose. 
I believe strongly in that because not only do because again leave leave women out. I think it's beneficial for everybody, men too. Much like I feel like Planned Parenthood benefits everybody, not just women. That benefits men too. And so you don't play around with stuff like that. You just don't. You want to renegotiate NAFTA? You want to talk about uh, do we need more security around the border? Whatever, I'll hear you out. I will. I'll hear you out. Maybe we do. I don't know. Right. So there's other things that play there. But when you start talking about Roe v. Wade, man, like you don't play with stuff like that. It's too serious. In my opinion. Now, look, I want to explain my position on this because I understand that abortion is really polarizing. Okay, so if you're morally opposed to abortion, I totally get that. I totally get it. I say this all the time that morally I'm against it too. Politically, I'm for it. My view on abortion is this, is that it's terrible. It should be a lot more rare than it is today, but it's a necessary thing. In or- it is necessary. And I don't have enough time to explain to you why that is. And if you don't know why that is, then honestly, we're never going to see eye to eye, no matter how much time I have to explain it anyway. I mean, you know, obviously abortion is a big topic, but at the end of the day, everyone's goal should be less abortion. Yes. 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 I agree with that. Where, where you stand on it politics wise, less abortion is good. is good. Yes, I would agree with that. But I just I just don't think you play around with Roe v. Wade. I, and that's that's my personal thing. That's how I feel about it personally. Doesn't mean it's fact. Doesn't mean I'm right. It's just how I feel about it. Now, I'm hearing this from Twitter. It says, I like your theory on where there's enough smoke. There's probably a little bit of fire. But however, Hillary's been caught in how many scandals now? There's been enough smoke about there. Why am I not allowed to say there's probably fire there with Hillary? Well, for me, you are allowed to say that. I will admit that the narrative in the country is that you're not. But with me, you're allowed to say that. People that are fearful of Hillary being president, I get that. I understand it. I'm hesitant on her. For sure I am. And I'm much like most of you that I wish I had other options here, but you don't really. I know there's the third party of this and that, but at the end of the day, you really do have a choice between one or the other is how I feel it is how I view it. You don't like that. You oh, always no, say no, that. No, 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 no. I, I, you know, at the end of the day, it's either going to be Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. That's true. That's fact. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to go out so far to say it's like, well, if you vote for Gary Johnson, you're throwing away your vote. No, right. dude, the only way to throw away your vote is to not vote. Um, I, I, I think it'll be interesting to see. I think there's 19 days left to the election. Uh, Trump's Trump's uh, next two weeks, or it, it is, it's going to be interesting to watch. David tweets and says, the reason you and Fantone don't support Trump or Republican views is because you're both liberal. Okay, I will admit that I'm a moderate. Fantone's full-blown liberal. Full-blown, dude when, he, dude, when he leaves here, he chains himself to trees. You don't see it, but it happens. Okay, he's, you know, he's, he's one of those. He's, you know, he's a liberal. He's not apologizing for that. He's out there full-blown telling you. I'm a little bit more of a moderate. I believe in listening to everybody, figuring out for myself who's right and who's wrong, and I don't necessarily identify with either party. What I will tell you, David, is that I don't see Trump as a viable option to win. And uh, David, I'll tell you right now, I don't see Donald Trump as a conservative. So when most when, conservatives don't see him as a Republican, when you when you put your cards into into that hat, there, I'm not going to support it. I, I, I mean, you can't even you can't even hit me with, dude. Oh no, we just want smaller government, dude. Donald Trump is just unfit to be president. I would enjoy smaller government. I, I think if you really find out what all my views are, I want the government less involved in my life. I do. I want them less involved in my pocket. For sure, I do. I want smaller government. For, all for it. This is where I am. Fiscally, I'm a little bit conservative. Socially, I would like to be a little bit more progressive. The problem is, is that sometimes those don't intersect all that well. But I will tell you that I'm all for picking people up off the ground. And again, I understand being morally opposed to abortion and thinking and voting on that. 
But I'm not somebody who votes one issue or one issue or not. But it does that does bother me. I believe in a woman's right to choose. I believe that that sometimes, sometimes, that procedure is absolutely 100% necessary. And the only way for that to be safe and for women to have a safe option to do that is for it to be legal and operated and where we can perfect it. It's awful. It should happen a lot less than it does. It should not, abortion should not be used as a form of birth control. I will meet you there. Morally, again, it, dude, I was raised by a minister. Morally, I don't like it. But sometimes politically, you have to be for things that make you a little uncomfortable because it benefits other people. And I believe that Planned Parenthood and abortion benefits men as much as it benefits women. I really do. Could I be wrong? I guess. Maybe. I don't think I am. Much like you don't think you are wrong. That's what makes this place great. We both get to have our opinions. We get to make the vote in November, and we're going to. And whether I align with Republican views or not, I don't see Donald Trump as a viable option to win. I don't think he's going to win. I don't understand why me not thinking somebody's going to win means I'm anti that guy. I'm not. I've told people all along, dude, don't be that afraid of a Donald Trump presidency. It's not going to be that crazy for you. So, I, I, look, I understand that this stuff's polarizing. It makes people foam at the mouth. That's why, honestly, there's another show in this building that refuses to talk about it at all. Because they're worried about the up and down of the ratings and what's going to happen to the show. I choose not to worry so much. I want to get into this stuff. I want to get into the dirt. I like it. But there's the debate from last night. And before I drive more people away with my views on this stuff, maybe I should worry about the ratings of this show. It's what they pay me for. Speaking of ratings... They seem to be going down in the NFL, and Roger Goodell is speaking out on it. We'll get into that next on the Stansbury Show. 106.9. How about Andrew Miller? He's made 21 pitches today to get eight outs. 3 nothing. Tribe going to the night. Tribe winning yesterday, man. AL champs going to the World Series. Game one Tuesday night. We'll talk to Scott from winning for next year. .com at 8 o'clock about all that. Keeping with the sports now, though, however, there's been a lot made in the media about the decline of ratings for the NFL this season. A lot's been suggested on why it is. Goodell's now spoken out. He says that they don't think that they've lost viewers. He says when you look at the ratings, you have to look a little deeper than just its viewers. You have to look at how long they're engaging for. Now, we know a little bit about this because the ratings in radio are very similar. You know, the, your cumulative listeners matter, and also time spent listening matters as well. Time spent listening is where you can make a living. Like, if you, it, 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 if you can keep the portion of people who listen to you listening for long periods of time, it's normally indicative that you're pretty good at what you do. So if you guys are only listening for 15 seconds, then I suck at this, right? Fantone's probably a little bit better at it. So that's uh so Goodell's now saying, look, the time spent viewing is totally fine. And there's been a lot of speculation on why the ratings are down. And people want to go, Colin Kaepernick. When in reality, most of the Colin Kaepernick stuff had been wrapped up by week one. So I don't think people are still sitting there going, Well, in preseason games, he offended me. So now I'm not watching football games that he's not even playing in. I think that that makes no sense to me. Are there people doing it? Sure. Is it the the reason for the decline of the ratings? I don't think so. I've seen other arguments laid out by guys who pay much more attention to the stuff than I do. Namely, Colin Coward. Okay? And I'm going to give you a few of Colin's arguments because I think he hit it on the head here. If you look at the matchups, they haven't been very good. 
The Monday night game, which is the the lowest rated, this is where a lot of the rating slump is coming up. Monday night games are terrible. The matchups have been terrible. Now, you have to look at what's going on. And he brought this up, and I think he's absolutely right about it. The NFL sets the schedule, not the teams. What does ESPN spend a lot of time doing? Investigating the NFL. Investigating CTE. Talking about concussions. Talking about the violence in the sport. Investigating the players. Spending a lot of time putting out bad information about the league. Probably accurate information, but it's negative for if you're the league. So the NFL has done what now? They've given you all the matchups you really want on Thursday night. Where do you get those games? From networks that don't investigate the NFL, CBS and the NFL Network. There's something to that. Another one of his theories, Colin Coward this is, is that we're seeing less viewers of these games because the quarterback play in the AFC is bad. Because that's where, again, if you really break the numbers down, AFC numbers are worse than the NFC. Well, why? The quarterback plays terrible. Brady was out for four games. Manning retired. <laughs> Who's the big quarterback in the AFC? Big Ben? Well, now he's going to be hurt. Now that doesn't you know weigh into the ratings before. But you had Big Ben. That was it. That was it in the AFC. That's it. The quarterback plays terrible. Alex Smith at Kansas City? Now, they're winning games, but he's not a story. He's not fun. They're not explosive. Not a star. Not a star. Not a star. Now, what's going on in the NFC? Look at the quarterback play. Carson Wentz, story. Dak Prescott, story. Aaron Rodgers, not as good as he used to be, story. The matchups are Sam Bradford, Vikings, really good. The play of the NFC is better. The ratings are slipping for the AFC games because the games aren't. Dude, the AFC's a mess. It's abysmal. And I think he's right about this. And the last of his arguments, and I think that you would be have to be crazy not to assume that some of this is true, is the election is taking eyes off of this stuff. If the matchup isn't very good on Monday night on ESPN's game, and there's a wild Donald Trump story, what do you think people are watching? The wild Donald Trump story. Yeah, I mean, you look at you know the first presidential debate drew Super Bowl like numbers. So More, right? obviously, yeah. obviously, there's going to be some of that. I think all these things are true, though. I think there's plenty of points in what Colin Kaepernick said, and I think there's points to the fact of more and more people have decided to cut cable out of their lives. I think there's 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 going to be some, definitely going to weigh in. I think there's going to be a part of that. I think there are people who are sick of uh, the NFL's black eyes that they've given themselves and that includes Colin Kaepernick that includes guys like Greg Hardy getting other opportunities in the NFL we're tired of watching wife beaters we're tired of watching you know drug addicts we're tired of watching guys I think there's I think there's plenty of people out there and I think once you start adding all these, I wish I knew that number I think once you start adding all these little things together, that's when you start to see those Snowballs numbers. go down. It's not like yeah. Colin Kaepernick is exclusively at the fault reason, here, right. but I think there are plenty of people who are like, dude, these concussions, enough. Dude, the cheating allegations, enough. Dude, beating your wife, enough. All these different things that there's just, you know, there's just a perfect storm right now of, of crap kind of falling on the NFL. This is how big the NFL is. Everybody's crying about the ratings being down. They still blow the NBA away in ratings. The NBA would give anything to have the slumping ratings that the NFL has right now. That's how big that brand is. The game's bigger than ever. Oh, it's still king. It's, a, yeah, yeah, I mean, it dominates television. Dominates it. So, But I think, I think Colin Coward's on it. I think it's really about the quarterback play. The teams aren't very good. And when you look at the games that are lowly rated, they're the AFC games versus the NFC. 
So I think there's a lot to be made there. I don't think people are exiting football in mass droves. Are people mad about, you know, uh, you know, Kaepernick and all that? Yes. Are they mad about the Greg Hardy? Absolutely. So there are multiple factors that weigh here. I just don't think Colin Kaepernick's protests are the overall reason, and I don't think I don't think America has the resolve to stand up for that and, and give up football for that. I just don't see that. Tinder's making changes, and apparently now it's going to be easier for you to get laid. We'll tell you what those are and also give you Factory of Terror tickets next on the Sandsbury Show. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have Factory of Terror tickets. We'll pass those out under 10 minutes from right now. 1-800-243-7625. The number you need for those. I was accused of reading that a little too fast earlier this morning, and I probably did. Probably did. It's not like I'm in, you know, it's not like I don't have faults. I'm human. Prone to air. Yesterday, we spent some time on the program talking about uh, when you see like posts online and you yeah. just know they're not true, and like watching people share them is very funny. So I just saw this one, and I haven't clicked on it because I'm worried it's going to be like virus based. But uh, a guy I'm friends with on Facebook, who again I've never met, uh, this link says, and there's a picture of her that Madonna will give you oral sex if you vote for Clinton. I doubting that that's a real link. It could be true, right? It could be. I don't know. Dude, I bet you Madonna can S a D, right? I bet earlier in her career she could. I bet you. I bet you she's still even with that fake British accent and the millions of dollars, dude. I bet you she's still a. Uh, she could a, still a totally it. get it. I'll say that. Like she's she could definitely still get it. I don't know. I bet she's no, dude. Like, dude, no. I bet Madonna's actually a terrible oral sex artist. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you why. Look at the ego on that broad. She only needs the one name. Dude, let me tell you. Like, it's like a hot stripper, right? A lot of hot strippers feel like they don't have to do that. Yeah, you do. Women, let me just tell you. None of you are hot enough not to supply oral sex to, to, to your man. None of you are that hot. Nobody's that hot. Just... And it's That's, a partnership. We, if we both appreciate and, right. and, and, and want oral sex, then yeah, I mean, come on now. You're going to have to, you know, service up sometimes. A little PSA from the Sansbury show there. Fixing marriages. Things we're not even in. But we're going to fix them. You know where a lot of people go for oral sex? Is Tinder. Yeah. A lot of people go to Tinder for the oral sex there. I have uh, I've been open about this, uh, that I have not had a ton of luck with the, you know, plenty of fish or the tender. When I went to Oregon, I uh, vacation tender was good to me. Vacation tender was very good to me. I'm a little bit more discerning here in the area because your stories can come back to haunt you, where when you fly into a town, you're like, well, well I don't care. I'm not going to be here for another five years. What's it matter? So here, I just haven't had a lot of luck with these kind of sites, and I've kind of given up on it, and I don't really want to use them a lot, and I kind of like meeting somebody like the old way, where it's like, you know, you're in a bar, or you're in like a store or whatever, you just see somebody, you find them to be, you know, attractive enough to be interesting, you spark up a conversation, you start flirting, next thing you know, whoa, I kind of dig this person. I just really like that process. And the digital get-downs, as Fantone calls them, don't really supply you that. So I just don't use it a lot. But Tinder now is adding a new feature, and this is all about getting money out of your pocket, obviously, because for you know the longest time, you don't have to pay to be on that kind of stuff. And what they're going to do now is they're releasing Tinder Boost. And what this does is it will let you, Fantone, pay Tinder. And what they will do is bump your profile up to the front so when people open their phone, open Tinder, your profile will be the first one they see for in the area for 30 minutes. 
I guess that makes sense because you're going to want it to be for a certain amount of time because let's be real, Tinder is used for I'm horny right now, not for I'm looking for a long-term relationship. So I understand why it would be like a 30-minute boost or an hour boost and essentially giving you enough time to masturbate and then think better of it. Like, whoa, dude, I do not want to be out there like that. (laughs) Um, So I I understand why they're doing that. I wonder if it will be visible to the other person that you boosted your Tinder. I would hope not because that's going to make you look really desperate. There's already a little bit of like the, the desperate air when it comes to in, being in, on Tinder, being on any online dating thing still does. I mean, much less so than it There's used to, but it, it still has that. So if you if you're like, hey, I'm boosting it up and I'm so desperate to get laid right now, I spent 20 bucks on, a, on 30 minutes worth of Tinder profile or boost, then that's going to look a little, a little, a little desperate there. Tinder's testing the prices on it, but they're seeing them go from anywhere from 199 to 399 as uh, to boost. And again, it's a half hour thing. So it's not like you, it's like not like for days on end. Every time a woman opens her phone you're just going to be the first profile i would argue and again maybe i'm wrong about this because i haven't had a ton of success with tinder but maybe i would argue that being the first profile isn't what you want um you want to be in the first couple because you got to think most people aren't going to spend a lot of time doing it like all right swipe 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 i'm bored with this let's go do something else you know what i mean Uh, being first if not first being in the first five is probably more advantageous oh really yeah maybe I i use the thing differently because honestly i all right, you know when I, and I've been honest about this, you know when I use Tinder the most? There's two times. Okay. A, when I'm in the bathroom, because nobody can take a dump anymore without like, right. no, I need, dude, I need my senses stimulated while I'm doing this. And who are you to be taking a dump and not rating women based solely on what they look like? Right. I mean, of course. I, dude, you need to be prettier while I'm sitting here <laughs> pitching mud. You should be prettier in that photo. Exactly. That's, yes, you're right. I am judgmental on that position. I am. So I use it then. And then I also use it when you're like sort of watching TV shows. Right. When like this hour long drama that you've convinced yourself that you like that you don't really isn't totally holding your attention. Then I pull up the digital get down systems of, you know, POF and Tinder. And so I find myself on them for long periods of time, not short because of when I'm using it. But I wonder, I could be, I could be the anomaly of that. Well, and, but at the end of the day, you looked at the first five where, it, you know. You probably get a little faster with the swiping of no, right. the deeper you get in. Right. I can make room for that. So, you know, the, the more visible you are on something like this, the more likely it is that you're going to uh, translate that into a victory for yourself. And you got to think, much like, remember when Ashley Madison, that whole scandal happened, and it turned yeah. out that like 90% of female profiles were weren't faked. real. There there's a high percentage of Tinder women profiles that aren't real. Oh, God, a ton. You can so, tell. So throwing a little bit of money at it seems like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll get laid. But you're probably just throwing a little bit of money at, like, porn bots. You know what I mean? Like, at, at, at something that's not even what you're trying to have sex with. I like your theory that if if people find out you're boosting, that it does. It, that stench yeah, of desperation. Yeah. And here's the thing. Dude, women can smell desperation the way a dog can smell fear. Because, honestly, they're a little bit of the same thing there. Not women and dogs. <laughs> God, I feel like I just, yeah. I, you let me, after, I did, one after I championed women to, to start the 7 o'clock mm-hmm. hour, I don't want to be equating them to two animals. Yeah, we call no. them bitches for a reason. 
Dude, this is why. That's a Labrador. <laughs> no, no, that's not what I was doing there. But women can smell desperation. Yeah. There's, there, there just is it. Like, and uh, dude, when you're confident and you're maybe you just had sex like last week, you're not, you're not like sitting there following them around with your tongue hanging out of your mouth. You, you know, and all of a sudden you're something to be desired. I gotta tell you, I just, I wish. It's a time suck, and it's and it's a time waster, and that's why I keep it. But I really wish I wasn't on that stuff. I really do. It, I every time I like look at it, I'm like, this is pathetic. I should not be doing this this way. I have personality. I'm a confident person. I should be out meeting people, doing it the real way. This is this is awful. This is just a fast way to herpes. What am I doing? I, I should really stop doing this, but I can't. Like I said, it's a time suck. I just end up you know sucked into it. We do have factor of chair tickets. We'll give you those right now. Caller ten at one eight hundred. 243-7625. We'll send you to the Factory of Terror, and we'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com next on The Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Joined this morning by Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. Man, we've just had you all over the air this week. We missed you on Monday due to uh, some travel. Put you on a Tuesday. Then the Indians clinched last night to go to the World Series, and now here you are this morning. I'm an accommodating son of a gun. What can I tell you? That you are. So here's the deal. Since you had just said that, buddy, <laughs> I put go you ahead. on the program a lot. And I'm a big fan of waitingfornextyear.com, and that's where everybody should go read about their sports, okay? But I feel as if you need to put me on the waitingfornextyear.com payroll, buddy, because I was the first one out there saying the Indians were going to the World Series. Maybe you could have a little bit of a predicting feature on waitingfornextyear.com and maybe I write it. I'll tell you what, the second we get a payroll, you will you will be right there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So dude, you as a sports like nut have to be going crazy right now with the idea that on Tuesday we get game one of the World Series and right across the street is the Cavs raising the banner from the championship that they just won. You kind of going to be insane. You have walk-in access, it seems at least from your Instagram and your Twitter account, that you have walk-in access to to these venues and to these games. So let me ask you, what are you doing Tuesday night? You going Cavs or Indians? So I'm going Cavs. Really? Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of pot committed to those guys. Um, and you know that that ride this past summer, the Indians are doing a good job of making us kind of I don't want to say forget about it. Um, but you know we we do want to don't we we want to live in the moment. We don't want to you know dwell too much in the past. The Indians have tried to make fans live in the past for the last twenty years. Um, but that said, I want to see that banner get raised. I want to see those rings get handed out. Um, I, there's no doubt in my mind that the Q uh, in arena people will make sure that the fans inside that arena are kept abreast of everything going on uh, throughout that entire game. And, uh, you know, the good news is I think it's just going to be a matter of just being downtown that is going to be incredible. Um, You know, whatever whatever building you go in, it's going to be fantastic. Um, You know, there's no doubt in my mind the Cavs will will win that game. Um, You know, the World Series being back for the first time in, Way too long um, is, is is worth celebrating, but no, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at the queue, and then I will be either, uh, you know, selling my body for tickets for the rest of the the World Series, or, or or watching it on a couch, you know, nauseous over every pitch. How clutch was the rook last night? <laughs> uh, did you did you see John Gibbons' pregame? Uh, uh, no, uh, I didn't. So they, they go, so what do you know about this Ryan Merrick kid? Well, we know he's a lefty. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know, all they, they knew. 
they, they, they talk to, you know, the players talk a big game. Um, you know, Jose Bautista couldn't have backpedaled quick enough after that game was over. Right. Um, given all the, all the, all the, the stuff he said. Um, but the kid had stones yesterday. Um, you know, he's, he's not going to, he's not Pedro, you know, he's not, he's not Clayton Kershaw, but he got it done. And, you know, he got a, a, a home run hitting lineup to ground into some of the weakest ground, you know, ground outs I've seen all postseason. And just remaining so calm and collected. And, you know, it, I know he was perfect through three. And then, you know, obviously gave up the one hit and then, you know, got a double play. I mean, that is the, that he'll probably end up being a trivia question more than anything. You know, I don't know what his career is going to be like. You know, he doesn't have, you know, that uber dominant stuff that, you know, will make, you know, fans, you know, go wow every time he's on television. But he is the game winner of the decisive game that sends the Indians to the World Series. And, you know, Get him a statue. Tommy has one. Um, let's you know. Let's, let's, let's make it happen. Now that Matthew Delvadova is out of town, dude, Northeast Ohio has a new like scrawny little white dude to embrace. People are losing their minds over Ryan Merritt, and rightfully wait, wait, so. I mean, rightfully so. To hand the ball to a rookie and say, "Hey, dude, go get us to the World Series," and for him to be able to do that obviously deserves to be celebrated. Um, and uh, you can't speak highly enough. I don't know if it was one of those moments that maybe was a little too big and you didn't understand, like you know, the severity of it. I think it, you're onto something. And, and just I like, do. dude, I'm gonna. Go out there and go do my job, but the guy went out there and did his job. I think you're on and it. it speaks to the ability of of this Cleveland Indians team, and maybe more so to Terry Francona of the mentality of next man up. And 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 and, and I guess there's just been a, a a common dialogue of that throughout this postseason, really throughout this entire season for the uh, for the Indians. Are they going to be able to continue with that mindset of regardless what gets thrown in front of us, we're just moving onwards? I don't see why not. Um, they're, they've been underdogs. You know, again, I think we, we've talked about this. They've been underdogs every game through the postseason, and they're in the World Series waiting five days to see who they're going to play. Right. Um, you know, they, they, they will be underdogs again, um, you know, the, the, especially if the Cubs get there. And there, there's no reason to, to stop doing what they've been doing. Um, you know, it, it, it really is. I know – the rest of the people, there's some people who get tired of the Cleveland against the world or Ohio against the world or us against the world mentality, but that's exactly what it has been this entire postseason run. You know, the, the, the beat writer from the biggest paper in the city said they were done in September. Right. Um, you know, and that, that kind of stuff fires guys up. And then Jason Kipnis said it perfectly, you know, after the game yesterday, you know, the moral of the story is, is people should just stop saying dumb S, right? I mean, they, they just let things play out, and, and, and you, the more people count this team out, the more they're going to come back and punch you in the mouth. And, and you saw it case in point again, you know, you saw it game three with, with what happened with Trevor Bauer. And you saw it again yesterday right. with what happened with, you know, Ryan Merrick getting a start out of nowhere. And, uh, and and that bullpen coming in and just shutting the door. We're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. I'm sure you saw this tweet from the Indians' uh, Twitter account, but I want to read it for people who maybe didn't. Uh, the Indians tweeted this out yesterday after the win. No Brantley, no Cookie, no Danny, no Jan, Bauer's Finger, and we're AL champs. Now those are some circumstances. When you think about all of that that they had to that, that was up against them, it's amazing that this is going on right now. It's, it's the beauty of baseball. Um, you know, it's it's hard for people to embrace a sport where you can lose sixty-two times and you're still one of the best teams in the history of the game because you won a hundred. Um, it's it's hard to embrace over the course of an entire summer, um, but when you see the randomness and you see what can happen in small sample sizes, and you can see 
that it, if you could just patch your strengths together over the course of a playoff run, what happens? Um, you know, the, the Royals were case in point about it last year. I mean, they were fast and they had a good bullpen. And they, and they, they, they turned, they turned singles into doubles. They got from first to third. They got from second to home. And then when they, when they shortened the game, you, there was nothing the other team could do. And, you know, I hate to say that that's exactly what the Indians are doing, but I mean, if let's be honest, it's exactly what the Indians are doing. You have guys like Roberto Perez tagging up from first to second on a fly ball. Right. And you know, those kind of things don't happen in, in standard games. And you hear about the, the Indians playing like a minor or a national league team because they bunt and they steal bases and stuff. You know, Terry doesn't care. You know, he, just because he's in the American League doesn't mean he's not going to do what what what's put what's the team win? in the best position to win. And it's it's great. I mean, it, it it's crazy to think that they've overcome so much. They don't have an MVP caliber left fielder. You know, they don't have their starting catcher who was a silver slugger a couple seasons ago. They lost two starting pitchers, and one has nine fingers. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I know that's so cliche, but they just continue to get it done. And it, it, it's a storybook, and I, I don't know how it's going to end, but it's been a hell of a run. One of the reasons why they've been able to get it done um, in the second half of the season and obviously throughout the postseason is, uh, dude, when Miller gets up on the mound, you just know something special going to happen. Uh, speak about last night and how incredibly efficient he was last night when he was up there. MVP. I mean, it wasn't even his last night. I mean, the guy, I think, what, 22 postseason innings? Um, you know, through you know, through from the beginning of the Boston series till now, zero ERA. Um, I think he's fanned fourteen of twenty six guys he's faced. Uh, you know that, that that kind of you know stuff is just straight filthy. I mean, he can touch ninety eight on his fastball, and his slider he ends up hitting the right handers in the back of the foot, but makes him swing anyways. Um, six seven lefty. You know, we talked about it when they acquired him. I mean, he's easily the best left handed reliever this team has had. Um, you know, and. When you think of some of the other lefties they have, I mean, we used to like Rafael Perez because he was a left-hander. And now you have this guy with this arm slot and this release just making hitters look silly. And, and again, he can, he's, he's a former starter, so he can go two innings. He can go two-plus innings. And that kind of stuff is huge when it comes to shortening games in the postseason, and it will be a hell of a weapon come the World Series. We're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Fantone found this really interesting story about Ryan Merritt. Um, who again? They just pulled him up, and apparently his wedding registry was online for Target or something. And Indians fans have already gone and bought everything. Like it's like max <laughs> out. That is so amazing to me. That's a that's a really cool story. That kid's got to be loving life this morning. I think the better story would be if that's not really Ryan Merritt and some guy just got all the stuff because because Indians fans are insane. That is fantastic, Scott. One more thing before we let you go. This being tweeted in by the audience, and I didn't know this, but apparently out of the last three years, the American League champs have been from the AL Central. Yeah, well, because uh, Kansas City went back-to-back. Yeah. You know, they lost, they okay. lost to yeah, I never thought they about lost it. the Giants in 14. They won last year, and now it's, it's the Indians again. Um, interestingly, the, the Tigers have been the more dominant you know, AL Central team over the last five or six years, and they haven't been due, they haven't been the one in a very long time. Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing, man. That division's getting really good, and uh, it's going to be a part of that. I've said now for a couple of months that I think Francona is probably the best coach slash manager that Northeast Ohio has. 
if you're not going to count Urban Meyer, like if you're, but if you're talking pro sports, he was probably on only on his second turnaround. And Ty Lue, a little young for the job, first, you know, for, but I, but I think Tito's probably a Hall of Famer, and it, I think we're lucky to have that guy. And I think without him, we're probably not winning a lot of these games. And uh, I, I just don't think that could be stated enough. I'm a big, huge fan of Tito. So no, he's not, he's 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 going to the Hall of Fame. He'll be in Cooperstown um, with what he did. In Boston, I know a lot of people discount that because of the the uh, the bats he had and and the arms he had. I don't. Um, but what he's been able to do here, that it should it shouldn't it's not supposed to happen. Right. Um, you know, you with the payrolls that are in baseball, and the payroll the payrolls this team has played directly. I mean, Mark Shapiro inherited one of the, one of the highest payrolls in in baseball when he went to Toronto, and this Indian team waxed them. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Dodgers and Cubs because both of those teams are. Very well compensated. What but, do you want to happen there? Who do you yeah. want? Who do you want to see come out of that series? Good question. You know, I was I was I was comparing this last night. You know, we we you know the Cubs are essentially the Warriors, right? Where you know they dominate front to back the entire season. That's true. But we we sit here wondering if we want the Warriors or we want Oklahoma City, and everybody wants the Warrior. Everybody wants Oklahoma City until they're going to beat the Warriors, and then it's like, whoa, we don't want them if they're better. You know, so. It's a, I, I do think this team probably matches up better with the Dodgers because the the, the, the arms in, uh, in in Chicago worry me a little bit more than the bats because I think we came quiet those bats down. Um, but the, but I, I don't know if we would be able to score the run. So I'm going to go with the Dodgers for now, even though that would be a lot more travel for those guys. That's kind of how I feel about it, too. I think and maybe this is just a media narrative, but it feels to me like when you when you hear about the Dodgers, talk about the Dodgers, it all comes down to Clayton Kershaw and not much else, where the Cubs, that lineup is explosive. Their pitching's really good. I just think they're more... I, I, I think there's more problems with the Cubs, but you're right. You never know until you start playing. Um, but for me, my money as a betting man, I, I, I would kind of like us against the Dodgers. There's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. My man, thanks for uh, moving your schedule around joining us this morning. You got it, man. Next week. Absolutely. Monday at 8. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com one more time. Okay. If you listen to the program and you're one of these people that kind of finds Fantone to be a little annoying... There's only a handful of you. Most people love him. Most people want to come to the radio station, put him on their shoulders, and carry him around. Most popular guy ever, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But some of you find Fantone to be a little annoying. I'm just going to be honest with you. If you find him to be annoying, what you should do is listen to somebody else next because, dude, he's going to go off and we're all going to want to vomit in a bag. And we'll do that next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9 online at WRQK.com. We'll send you to the seven floors of hell around 8.45 this morning. Before the break, I had kind of previewed, teased this segment as Fantone to be super annoying. Yeah. And Twitter just automatically assumes that that means that you're going to be talking WWE here. Oh, do I not get to talk about pro wrestling here? Not right now. Damn it. Not right now. You wait for that. But we all understand that there are double standards in life. Of course. Okay? We get that. We're all realistic human beings here. At least we should be. But there's a double standard in life that absolutely drives Fantone crazy. Now, it doesn't necessarily upset me the way it upsets him. But I can't can't say that he's wrong about it. Okay? And that's... Here's the double standard. That if a man teacher sleeps with a female student, he's the worst human being ever. But when a female teacher, especially a hot one, 
sleeps with a high school boy, guys hit the internet of, where were all these teachers when I was in school? Not molesting children? No, they were. We just didn't have the internet. We weren't hearing about it, is what I would say, right? Not that that makes it good to do. Right, right, right. Not well, that it makes it good. I don't get caught. But this, and I'll be honest with you, Phantom, now that we're, we're coming up on three years working in the same room together, the first time this happened, the first time this came up in conversation on the program was in our first year, and I walked away from that conversation thinking you were lying about this, thinking that you were being a radio guy uh, going too far over the top with it uh, to sell your point and that you didn't really believe in this. Now, having spent much more time with you, having this conversation more and more times on and off the radio, I have found out that, no, you're not really uh, overselling this. You do really believe in this and think that these women should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, and also seen in the public eye for the predators that they are. You are using a a position of authority to victimize minors in a sexual way. If you take sex out of it and you just make that statement, which is in fact what is happening, I will admit that it sounds worse than when you look at the photos and be like, oh my God, she saw it. The kid was 16. He wanted it. Now, we can get into a conversation of, well, if a kid's 16, and we're saying kid, but if if a kid's 16, can, can they consent? And can they want to have sex? Of course they can. But can they truly consent in the same way that an adult can? No, they can't. They can't. I'm sorry, they can't. No, you you can't. make smarter decisions, at least you should, and, and when you're an adult than you do as a teenager. And 18 is the line for me, where it's like, hey, this is what we agreed on, and if you want to talk about, well, should you be able to have sex with 16-year-olds? No. No. No, you shouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't fight for that right. No, you shouldn't. I date younger women, and I wouldn't fight for that right. So it's very hard. Hard for me to come off of the get off your high horse, Phantom. What are you talking about? If you were 16, you would have wanted to bang your teachers too. Yeah, but I was 16. That's the huge difference there. Is I'm 32 now. I'm an adult now. I understand that you can't use children like that. You can't. Like it's, it, that's the same reason why a 16 year old can't sign a contract. That's why it's, it's, that's that's the exact same thing. Is you can't do that to people who don't understand essentially what what is happening there. The other Especially side is a point of authority. The other thing you hear about in this conversation a lot while talking about a female teacher sleeping with a male student is you hear a lot of this. Well, you know, boys are ready to have sex before girls are. And why is this the only time? Because right, right the, unless you're talking about sex, every other conversation about teens is what? That girls mature faster mature than boys. Faster. You can just trust your daughters more than you can, you right. can your boys. So why is it that they mature faster, but yet they're not ready for sex as soon as like a teenage boy would be? And you brought up the fact of, oh, well, if it's a male student and a female, or if it's a male teacher and a female student, everyone's going to look at you People like you're freak piece, out. And, and rightfully so. Yes. That's how you should react to it. If this was a gay situation, if this was a male student and a male teacher, you guys feel differently. All of a sudden, that guy, oh, dude, he's a homo predator. I told you they always want to bang the kids. I told you they always want to bang oh, kids. Oh, yeah, you're right. Of course. And, 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 People and, would draw that line, and it's inaccurate. It's completely inaccurate, yeah, dude. I agree with you. So no matter who you are, no matter what sexes that are involved here or what's going on, if you are banging a minor, I have a serious, serious issue with it. And to be fair, and so people know what your positions are, Phantom believes this. Consenting adults, as long as both agree to do what you want to do, then get together and do whatever it is you want to do. You want to peg? You want to do this? You want threesomes? You want foursomes? You want orgies? I don't care. You don't 
look down your nose on sexual activity. You look down your nose on breaking the law. I, I, I look down on that for sure I do. For sure I do. The reason why we're talking about this is that there's a teacher, Mary Beth Haglin. She's 24, and there's a video on this, and it's available for you at WRQK.com. I've also tweeted it out, at, and she is. She's attractive, this woman. She's now claiming that she slept with this high school boy hundreds of times, but it's not her fault. She's really blaming it on his seduction skills. She says here he did it with such intelligence and such an elevated vocabulary that I was completely duped by the whole facade. Now, lady, oh God. you are a teacher. <laughs> you just admitted you were outsmarted by a high school boy. You should be fired for that, let alone having sex with him. Right? Are there going to be high schoolers who seem more mature? Sure, there yes. are. Are there going to be high schoolers who are, are, are uh, by a traditional sense, attractive? For sure there are. You're an adult in a position of authority. You have to be the adult here. You have to be the grown-up. You have to be the one who has the moral line of, no, I am not doing that. Having been a high school boy, you want to have sex. I, right? It's just the way it is. You're right? masturbating so, nine times a day. If it even kind of looks like boobs, you will pull your penis out and start masturbating away to it. You don't care? Don't care. 40, you have to almost stop me from doing it now. Okay? That's just who dudes are. That's that's dudes. Right? But what I will remind people, and I've kind of been one of these guys that's like, where were these two? I've, I've, I've used that argument before. Okay? But what I will remind people is, a lot of the times when a teenager feels or it looks like that they're mature enough for sex or that they're ready for sex, you know what that really is? The fact that they were forced to grow up faster than they should have because they were molested before and it makes you ready or it makes it appear to you that you were ready for sexual exploits that you aren't you know how i know that because i live through it that's how i know that i thought i was ready for all this stuff at ages when i wasn't because that's what it does so a lot of times i would be curious because nobody ever goes back and like reopens these stories after they're in the news i'd be curious what the number of high school boys that slept with female teachers what the percentage of molestation that happened in those boys' lives before this happened. I bet it's high. That's an amateur guess, but I bet it's very high. But again, the, well, guys are ready for sex before girls. Then you, you guys got to pick a side of the argument. Either women mature faster than boys, or you can't have it both ways, right? She is hot, though. 24. She told Dr. Phil in an interview, I am the victim. She had sex with a 17-year-old almost every day for six months and sent him, obviously, nude pictures. One shot included her stripped to black undies and leaning seductively against a wall. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at that right there. Oof. So, want to guess what she's doing now? What is she doing now? Stripping. See, you went from having a job you could tell everybody about, banged a 17-year-old. Now, now you're lying to your family about what you're doing for a living. Kid 17, wait a year. Wait a year till he's out of your class and he's out. And listen, are people going to look at you and like talk behind your back at that point? Yes, of course they are. Yeah. But at least you can do that. And you, if this guy's so, if he's so irresistible, then have all the sex you want with him. But wait till he's out. Number one, 18. Number two, till he's out of high school. This happened when I was in high school. There was, it was my buddy Steve. And there were rumors that he was dating a teacher in high school. 
Now, there's always those rumors in high school. People just like to spread rumors. But, like, two months after he graduated, they started showing up places together. And you could kind of tell. It was like, did you really wait until he graduated? My guess is probably not. But... You can't do this. And as a guy who wanted to jump across the board and like beat the crap out of you the first time we did this because I thought you were lying, I've gotten to know you more as a person, and I know you really believe in don't this condition. Don't have sex with minors. That's what I really believe. <laughs> I don't know why that's such a hot take, but don't have sex with minors. Because I want to go back people. in time and sleep with teachers. <laughs> that's why. That's why. All right. We have seven floors of hell tickets. You'll have them next on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. It's Northeast Ohio's first, fastest, and longest indoor high-performance electric go-karting track. If you haven't been out there yet, no better time than October Fast. It's the time. The October Fast special is killer. Check this out. Monday through Friday from noon to 6 p.m., you get two races for 25 bucks, and at 6 o'clock till close, you get two races for 30 bucks. October Fast is going on at High Voltage Indoor Karting. Find out more at High Voltage Karting 106.9. We always said that if we could do it with this group, it would be so special because this is as close to a family feel as you can get in a professional setting. So for that part of it, it is beyond feeling good. Here are the Indians manager there, Tito. Terry Francona. And I agree that it looks that way watching the Indians play, that it looks like they're in it together and I think the Hoynes article probably did have a little bit of helping build that making it a a little stronger Um, that us against you kind of mentality but it really if you watch them when they celebrate when they win it just looks like those dudes all really like one another all season long too it's not like hey when times are good boy they really come together well I mean this has been you know really since opening day this team has just constantly had each other's backs and had the mentality of next man up and have just been able to pull off wins in so many different ways I mean a ton of walk-offs this year a ton of great pitching performances this year there's been time there's you know the bats have been going crazy there's been time that you know the pitchers have had to pull them out but at the end of the day these guys are in it together and it it really has made it of course the world series run is going to be fun but like it really has made it more special it has yes because you you've seen other teams make runs towards championships and you're like dude i feel like that dude wants to punch that dude and you kind of want to know the story behind that we're with the Indians this year, just like, dude, let me in the locker room, man. That looks fun. I want to hang out. Dude, let me be. Let me hang out. Party in Napoli, man. Right. And speaking of party at Naples, dude, how bucked did those guys get last night? You don't have to play again until Tuesday. Your game was over at 7 o'clock, flying in, back into, back into Cleveland probably by 9. Oh, dude, Christie's had to be going off last night. <laughs> Cleveland strippers getting paid. Oh, cool. Maybe I can call a few and be like, dude, give me that money you owe me. Yeah, hey, by the way. <laughs> remember that remember that hundred bucks I loaned you? Give me that money back. Maybe I can do that now. I want to keep with sports here. You're a big NBA yeah, guy. I am. And, uh, you know, the NBA is getting ready to start, obviously. Right. Uh, one of its stars of the league, not here, but, uh, you know, but one of the stars of the NBA league, Derrick Rose, uh, was a Chicago Bull, now with the Knicks. On trial, there were some rape allegations. 
gang rape, actually, of a, of a girl he was dating, but he invited some friends over, whatever. He was cleared on all those charges yesterday, and uh, this really isn't about the you know the case or the verdict, mm-hmm. really for me so much. Um, I don't know. I don't remember all the circumstances of it. It seemed like a lot of NBA beat writers were saying things. It, you know, he didn't win. He just didn't lose. He's still a terrible person to even what he admitted to doing. But you know, he was cleared from some of the other stuff. But what I found interesting of the Derrick Rose story yesterday is. There's a photo, and I it put this on my Instagram, actually, which is, again, at Stainsbury Show is how you find me on Instagram. And I, I posted this yesterday. There's a photo of Derrick Rose still in the courthouse taking a picture with his lawyer and one of the jurors from the case. Ugh. Is that okay? Ugh. See, I posted that yesterday, and I said, this feels to me like something that would happen Post a Trump victory, not pre. Now, I, I don't know why I'm bringing Trump into it, but the thing is, is like, is that that can't be good? No. Obvi- if you want to take a picture with Derrick Rose, can I draw the line to maybe you wanted to let Derrick Rose off the hook? It, 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 it's a tough position when you're when you're selecting out a jury in a celebrity case like that of, well, what relationship do you have with that celebrity and their whatever their body of work is? You know, are you a fan of the music? Are you a fan of the, of the team? Are you a fan of the sport? Right. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily fair to assume that jurors aren't going to be a little bit starstruck in those situations. Yeah. But it's something that definitely has to be looked at. And I know Derrick Rose is walking away pretty much scot-free off of this, and there's not going to be any problems. And, you know, that's a, I have to have a little bit of faith in the in the justice system that if, if that's what the facts presented and that's the way that, you know, this story shook out, I'm not going to be like, no, Derrick Rose, I know he was guilty. Um, but it certainly doesn't look good there. It, it certainly doesn't point to, you know, reaffirming that, yes, he was innocent of this, of this crime when you've got jurors who are are like yeah let's do let's grab a selfie together now i can't blame the juror but a little bit on derrick rose i think you gotta have to be like you know what i don't want to take photos right now no i don't want to be smiling right now i i want to send the right message out because again he got let off in the courtroom but in the court of public opinion he didn't people think he's guilty you know how this works athlete ton of money rape allegations no matter what yeah Public thinks he's guilty. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I don't want to say that's that's right or wrong, but that is the way that it is. I mean, he he, right. he 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 had his opportunity to to defend himself in court, and that obviously went well enough. Um, I don't know if that's going to be something that is. What do I want to say? Too much of a footnote in the Derrick Rose story. I think that he's going to quickly kind of move on from this, and I think Knicks fans will be like, "Well, dude, he was wasn't guilty." And in this, you know, six months from now, you're right about this. Knicks this, fans. this, and I do. I mean, NBA fans and sports fans, and even general public, six months from now, this will all be in the rearview mirror. Um, but you do have to have a little bit more foresight to not look this way, to not indulge in that. You're right. If the, if the juror pulled out his cell phone, it was like. Oh, Oh my God! I'm going to get a picture of Derrick Rose. I would want a picture with Derrick Rose. Yes, uh, of Derrick Rose. But when once somebody said, "Hey, dude, take oh, a selfie with it. me," yeah. Once someone said, "Hey, dude, take a selfie with me in the courthouse," eh, maybe now it's not the time. If you haven't seen the photo, you can see it at my Instagram, which is at Stansberry Show. I thought that was weird, and you know what? I never even thought about the Knicks. But think about this: 
Okay, you know who the leader of the New York Knicks is, is essentially Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony has been one of these athletes that has been very vocal about social change. And it, by the way, if you read what he had to say the other day about the election and about, you know, police brutality and like all this stuff, he was everything Colin Kaepernick has not been. Carmelo Anthony was defined. He had facts. He had, you know, he, he was explaining things that why this happens on both sides and who's at fault. And dude, Carmelo Anthony actually, dude, he earned a lot of my respect the other day when I read that. Um, I believe it was ESPN magazines where I read that. But again, here's a guy who's on the forefront of things need to change and all this stuff needs to change. And now he's on a team with Derrick Rose. I just wonder if some of this, if Carmelo's not going to be looking over across the court like, dude, I don't want to share the court with this scumbag of a dude. And if that'll come to play, you don't think so? Well, if you're going to start putting that around pro athletes, any team you play on, there's probably going to be. I mean, Couple. right? I mean, whether you're playing with Kobe or Ben okay. Roethlisberger or you know Derrick Rose, Fair. or I mean, there's a Fair. you know million examples here. Fair, absolutely. Uh, we do have seven floors of hell tickets. Oh, yeah. I want to give you those right now. Caller fifteen at one eight hundred. 243-7625. We'll send you to the seven floors of hell. And uh, after the break, we have, honestly, a head-scratching story for the Florida Files next on the Stansbury. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. You can follow Fantone on Twitter at Fantone, F-A-N-T-O-N-E. I can be found on Twitter at Stansbury Show. That's how you can follow along digitally. I just tweet, uh, not tweeted, I just text messaged somebody and, <laughs> dude, I just crafted a, a text I never thought I would, ever, but I'm arguing with a uh, with a young woman via text messaging and not, like, screaming back and forth at one another. It's just a little bit lighthearted, uh, uh, you know, discourse, okay. a little bit of arguing, and I just said to her, I was like, don't make me Donald Trump grip you. Jeez. <laughs> And she just texted me back. She was like, I got to tell you, she's like, that sounds way less threatening when you put it that way than the way he did it. I was like, yeah, I know. I'm cleaning up the Donald's language. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm here for. We here at the Sansbury Show like making fun of Florida. We call it the Florida Files. And if you've ever been there, you know, it's like a whole other world down there. And just some strange stuff happens there. And... When I read this, I was like, this can't be true, but this is from CBSnews.com, so okay. I, I'm, I'm going to trust it a little bit here. Okay. The University of Florida is now offering counseling for any student who feels as if they've been offended by or taken any offense from another student's Halloween costume. The university had this to say. Some Halloween costumes reinforce stereotypes of particular races, genders, cultures, religions. Regardless of intent, these costumes can perpetuate negative stereotypes, causing harm and offense to groups of people. The school administration says here, if you are troubled by an incident that does occur, please know that there are many resources available on social media, many responded with humor and sarcasm, obviously. Uh, I, I, I want to make fun of this, and I want to yell about it, I want to scream about it, and I want to call kids sissies and, 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 you know, and all this stuff. Yeah, but then you're going to send them to these, to these counseling centers. <laughs> Dude, you got to be nice to them right now. Calm but, down, Stansberry. But if you go back and read the statement, 
that says regardless of intent, these costumes can perpetuate negative stereotypes. That is true. Some costumes can do that. Now, I want people to be able to look at stuff and go, okay, yeah, that's distasteful. It's not for me. And just kind of go about their day. Now, some people would say that that's easier easier for me to have that stance because I'm a heterosexual white male. Mm -hmm. And there's probably a little bit of truth in that. But I do think that there's some truth into, oh, toughen up a little bit, too, for some of these people about about being offended, depending yeah. on what the costume was. Yeah. And, you know, I guess it's, you know, well, should a costume be able to trigger that within somebody? And it, what does that say about them? That's right. not That's not the point of Florida University here, though. They, as an institution of learning, have a responsibility to protect the well-being of their students. And whether that comes in a physical fashion or that comes in a mental fashion, University of Florida is going to cover its own ass in that sense. That's what they're doing. They're cutting this off at the pass. Right. Because sooner or later, somebody was going to say, what do you mean you didn't have a system in play for this? Right. What do you? I right. mean, like, if somebody dresses up as the Klan, and I know that's an extreme way to go, and it's right. like, well, nobody's nobody's going to dress up as a KKK member. But they do. But if they, but if they did, I mean, would the University of Florida be okay to intervene in that moment? Of course. Everyone would be like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Yeah, what's the matter with now, you? Now, the fact is, is somebody's dressing up like a, a stereotypical, you know, Hispanic gangster or something, maybe that's not the line for you, but for somebody out there, that's the line for them. And when you're offering mental health services to people, it's not your place to decide, well, did that or did that not cause it? Is it PTSD or not? And it, well, you weren't in war, so you can't have PTSD. It, that's not that's not the, 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 that's not the job of the people providing those services. The job of those people providing those services is to make sure that the mental health of students at the University of Florida is taken care of. What I will say about this is that I wish people could just go on about their day, but yeah. some people just don't, right? I, I agree. And 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 sometimes the word counseling has a negative connotation to it, when in reality, sometimes what you go see a counselor for is just a vent. And I would be okay if somebody said, you know what, I'm sick of seeing blackface, and I want to be pissed about blackface, and I want to tell somebody that I'm mad about blackface. I can't argue that. I would have a hard time arguing that. And by the way, dude, I don't dress up for Halloween, but I know a lot of you are gonna. Dude, don't. Do blackface, right? Like, I don't care who you are as a person, who you're going to vote for for president. You should know that blackface is wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, you should. Um, now it's just I, not okay. No. I, now, if you buy a mask of an African-American uh, person and you wear that, I'm okay with that. Yeah, we talked about that Polynesian Disney movie that's coming out now and people got all offended Moana because the skin whatever, was yeah. brown. And it's like, no, that's a part of the costume. It's not like you're intentionally costuming, you know. Accurate depiction of the character. Right. Um, you know, if you want to go as a black person to to Halloween, I'm going to I'm gonna agree with you that going blackface is probably not, not the right call. It's interesting. I'm glad you brought blackface up because as we get into the world series, here you are going to see people doing red face do you feel the same way people who are going to put red paint all over their face throw on the chief wahoo feathers okay the thing i'm a hypocrite i and and i'll full-on admit that i'm a total hypocrite in this situation because that doesn't bother me it doesn't i know it should yeah yeah i know it should yeah yeah but i'll be honest with you i look at that and i don't see that now maybe i'm guessing that what that is is that i grew up in an america where race African-American v. white has been the dynamic and the conversation of my lifetime. And so maybe that's why I'm cognizant 
two race relations in between those two groups of people, and I kind of look at the Native American thing like, get over it. Well, I do. You, I got it. It's not right. You know black people. You know right. what I'm saying? You, I, I, I don't know of any Native Americans in my life where I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, there's my... Not a predominantly Native American person. You know people who have it in their, you know, in their background. So it's a lot easier to be like, ah, whatever, who cares, because there's not going to be a Native American person looking crossly at you. Here's the other thing, too, is that... I have lived in areas of the country where Native Americans are much more predominant. The Pacific Northwest, it's flooded with them. <laughs> but seriously, it, it's heavily populated. Oregon is heavily populated by Native Americans. And I would wear Indians jerseys and stuff like that when I lived out there. And so a customer that in the bar I worked at said to me, are you sure you want to do that? And so I would ask people what their take on it was. And you know what a lot of them said? Dude, I don't care. I don't care about that. And so maybe I'm guilty of taking 25 people's view on it and expanding that across the entire race of people. I'll admit that. Then maybe I'm guilty of that. Now, that being said, I'm against, I'm against face painters. I'm against painting your face brown and orange to go to Browns games. I'm a, you look like an idiot. Face painting is an idiot. I'm a Kiss fan. Yeah. And idiots who paint their face like the Kiss faces to go to the Kiss concerts, you're douchebags. Quick, paint your face. So I'm against face painting in general. But like, remember Jason Aldean dressed up like Little Wayne for for, for Halloween, and he painted his dude blackface. I'm sorry when people tell me that that's offensive. I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, I can see it. But yes, I'm a hypocrite. I don't see as as much of a problem with red faced as I do blackface there. I don't. I probably should, but I don't. Meanwhile, dude, World Series gear available at Dick's Sporting Goods. Apparently, they were opening earlier this morning letting people in. Dude, those, I don't know if you've seen them yet, fans, but those World Series hats look slick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop at Dick's on my way home and grab one. Grab yourself a new club, too, huh? Saw you posting stuff on social dude. media yesterday. So here's what happened. So I go into Dick's, right? And I'm yeah. kind of looking for a new three-wood. Yeah. And uh, there was no sales associate in the golf section because the dude's like 90 and probably didn't hear me walk in. And uh, so like, I, I just started walking around. I was looking at clubs or whatever. And I happened to see this tailor-made putter. And it's like new. And Jason Day's been using it. Everybody talks about how great it is, right? So I picked the thing up and they have like a putting green in there. So your boy rolled three like 25, you know, 25 footers in a row. Dropped them all. And I was like, whoa. Whoa, this thing's amazing. Now, I putt pretty well, and I love my putter. And golfers are very superstitious about the putting. But I almost bought that putter, but it's $300. I was like, no, no, that's not happening. No, that's way too much money. But then I went over to the simulator, and I started hitting three woods, dude, and that Ping G three wood was solid. I hit that thing a ton. Remember, you got to buy $600 Indians World Series tickets, too. I don't drop that 300 right now. And you work at Rock 1069 where you get paid next to nothing. Don't spend that 300 bucks right now, bro. Fair. <laughs> Reading from Twitter now, the audience says, Hey, Stansberry, you're a big fat hypocrite. You're damn right, because I bet you don't hate the face painting on Pornhub. <laughs> Hilarious. More Stansberry Show continues next on Rock 1069. 1069. Pitch swung on, bounced in the hole, Lindor gloves it, spinning throw to second, got the lead runner! Oh, what a play by Lindor! Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. 
on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. I, um, while I have doing a radio show for a long time now, I have read plenty of stories over the years of strange reasons why people got divorced, right? Of course. And I have a story here coming from the other side of the world. I believe this is from the Middle East where this is happening. That honestly almost isn't to be believed. So I, I, I will throw that out there that I'm, a, I'm suspicious, okay? Remember when that, uh, what was it, that chick told us, she's like, oh yeah, I got a divorce because of your show. Remember that? Oh God, yeah. We, we, we were at Key of Alliance. Key of Alliance, yeah. We were at Key of Alliance and a chick walked right up to me and she said, she's like, we, we, you know, I listen every morning and I just want you to know, you broke up my marriage. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? What? what happened? And we started talking to her, and I real we had been apparently talking about that you know life is short, and that if you want something, you should kind of go out and grab it, or it was like one of those type of things. And she had then went home after hearing that, left her husband, and then hooked up with some other guy that she knew or whatever. Yeah, that was strange. She brought him with her. She's like, yeah. yeah, this is my new guy. Brought him along. I believe the quote was Stansberry, "You ruined my marriage." Which the egomaniac in me loves that. <laughs> I can't lie, dude. It does. But I have a very strange reason why a guy got divorced here. Okay. Apparently they were newlyweds. And they went swimming at the beach. And he claims he saw her features change. After her makeup had washed off her face, mm. he realized not only was she wearing a ton of makeup every day, but she had cosmetic surgery, wore false eyelashes, colored contacts, and the 30-year-old Arab man discovered his 24-year-old bride was a faker, he says. He tr- she tricked him with artificial beauty, and he's left her because of this. And again, I'm suspicious that what I'm reading might not be on the up and up. Um, I can buy into the uh, thought of I'm going to. Uh, what do I want to say? If 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 your if your wife is always presented well and is always like, hey, I'm always full makeuped up and I'm always dressed up, and then all of a sudden you see her not, that can be a very stark contrast. That can be like an oh my god. Okay, I have dated a woman who, while dressed to go out to dinner or something like that, was beautiful. Stunning, almost. But I remember, like, when I first started spending the night at her house, like, I would wake up in the morning and I was like, oh, no wonder you spent two hours in the bathroom. It's because you need to. Like, it was night and day, the transformation on that girl. Um, And, like, I I, I don't want to jump up and down on her. She's a really nice person. But it, it was it was night and day, the difference in those two things. But what I'm going to tell this guy and all guys is, dude, you should know this stuff before you put a ring on it. Yeah, but we're putting that through the uh, the Americanized uh, filter there of like, well, of course we've had sex before we went out. And like you said, this is in the Middle East, so I just, maybe it's to be celebrated he didn't chop her head off. I was going to say, doesn't you know he own her or something? Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> if, if, if that's where we're going with this. Um I you know I I don't know if this was an arranged marriage or if it was anything like that, but I can I can I can understand the frustration of that first time you see her without makeup. I think every guy can. 
Now, your girlfriend doesn't need a lot of makeup to look like like what she looks like. There's a couple of different things that you can, what do I want to say, not judge women on, but there's a couple of different things you've got going. You've got what she looks like every day. Right. You've got what she looks like when she's super done up. Yes. And then you've got what she looks like at zero. And I, 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 I thoroughly am uh, one of the things I love about my girlfriend is that like her zero is great to me. Like, and that's, that's a hard place to be for most women of like, Tough. Hey, I've got uh, no makeup on my face. I'm not done up at all. I'm not wearing anything sexy. I haven't done my hair or anything like that. And there's something to be celebrated about where she is. And I'm not just saying my girlfriend, but where like women who a, can do that, a woman who can do that where they are now, there's that's some real beauty. There's some women who are fantastic when they're dressed up and when it's you know hey like that's when I'm at my peak right. and that's okay too there's something to be celebrated there in the in between there's something you know it's just I think every woman kind of has a different line of where they're at on that in my I've dated plenty of good looking women in my life but I feel as if I've dated one legitimate 10 like a legitimate like dude that girl's a 10 on anybody's list and I will admit that in the morning without makeup she was still beautiful like stunning beautiful but even when, but when she would go into the bathroom and get ready to go somewhere, she always looked better, right? I mean, makeup is the ultimate equalizer for women. Oh yeah, um, and especially as makeup's gotten a little bit more uh, complex. I mean, as now they're contouring, and I know dudes are like, "What does that even mean?" But like, women are doing things to make them look like they're skinnier. Women are putting makeup on their bodies now to kind I of support give, it. I like to, it to give the illusion of of being more toned and yeah. having more muscle and things like that. And uh, listen, I, I obviously I approve of makeup. I'm not like, no, dude, chick shouldn't wear any because I don't you know. Give me the Tom's mane. It, it enhances the beauty I, I I you have to start with something decent there for the most part yeah. I mean of course there's some women who can just put on two hours worth of makeup and it's like oh all right you're presentable looking um but it, I think there's something you know really to be celebrated when she washes her face and puts it's on a pair more of sweatpants. impressive right where at the end of the night if they wipe all that stuff off their face and they come to bed with their hair pulled back and glasses on to read a book real quick before you go to bed if they look great then you should put a ring on it if um, you love them. I well, mean, no, yeah, 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 you know no, I mean? she's good looking. <laughs> I mean, she's banging her friends on do that. But you know what I mean? If, like if she's decent to you, though. Now, this is a, a little bit of a hypothetical here. Uh -oh. But if there was masculine makeup and I'm not talking about like, oh, I'm going to put on eyeshadow. Yeah. I'm talking makeup that yeah, was not specifically that was specifically made for men to accent their their features, their strengths their their. Would you consider using masculine makeup? I will admit to you that I would not feel comfortable until it was more socially acceptable for a man to do. When it first hit the market, I would secretly be like, nope, not doing that. That's a little feminine for what I want to do. And I'm a guy who cries at movies. Like, dude, you put a movie on, dude, that's sad. I'm crying. Like a big old bitch, dude. I'm crying. I'm an easy cry. Dude, I'll cry at like SPCA commercial. I'm like, God damn it, that stupid dog. What's the matter with me? I'm on my period a ton. You know what I mean? So I'm not like one of those beer-crushing can guys like, ooh, dude, I, I, I'm not one of those. I'm not like an ultra male that way. But I would feel very dainty stepping into the makeup world. I, I, I appreciate the fact that I can go from looking like absolute crap, hit a shower, and be in a suit in 20 minutes. There's something great about oh, that. Oh, being a man's the best. But there's something great about that, but there's a little bit of me, too, that's like, and I think this is more for guys of like, well, we don't get to hide our ugly. Like, I just have to deal with the ugly on me. I can take a shower, but I don't get to cover up the ugly, where women have a little something to hide behind there.
You know, when you, when you put it like that, it makes me think about the fact that if you really think about it, men are definitely the more crude of the creatures. For sure. Between men For and sure. women. Disgusting we you, are. You would think that we'd be the ones that used paint right. to make us look better. Right, a little bit better, a little bit more presentable, but no. Oh my God, we're flipping gender roles in here. Like a target. Come on, just like a target. Do bathroom for everybody. Come on in here. All right, we'll be back with more My 1017 <laughs> next on Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Now the 2 2. A swing and a pop up. First base side foul ground playable. Perez, Santana, Santana makes the catch. Ball game. The Indians have won the American League pennant. And Cleveland, for the sixth time ever. You will have a World Series. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. You hear Hammy making the call there. I got to be honest with you, man. Uh, it feels like forever now until we're going to get more baseball, right? It's Tuesday. That feels like it's, it's forever. I, I, well, I want to fast forward the weekend. I can't believe I just said that, but I want to. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I'm glad there's some time built in there. Hopefully, Trevor Bauer's finger is going to be able to uh, heal up a little bit nicer, and, and he'll be able to uh, be a serviceable pitcher. Yeah, in the, the rest World will Series. help for sure. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, just giving those guys some time off their legs is going to be a good thing, dude. I can't believe, and honestly, it hasn't happened since 1948. But dude, we're going into our second championship series of the year. I, I said this when the Cavs won. Is like, dude, there's been so many broadcasters in Northeast Ohio who never had opportunity to announce a championship we did and now we have a second shot to do that it really is special man it really is that's cool stuff my buddy's a a cleveland cop and he sent me a photo of himself hanging out with the indians uh after their flight last night like he was uh like that was part of his like thing he had to do yesterday was like protect that plane make sure people didn't get too nuts out that so he just sent me a bunch of selfies with him and a bunch of the players it's amazing it's such a cool look I want to uh, I want to show you or talk to you about this Phantom before we get out of here. Keeping yeah. with the Indians here, somebody went back and found an old tweet from Francisco Lindor. Okay. Okay. This is from June of 2014. A while ago, there. So going back a few years here, the tweet is: Last night I dreamed versus dreamt there, but I'm going to let him slide. Hey, <laughs> ESL there, English second language for the guy. Yeah, Let's cut him a break. I, yeah, I'm going to let him off the hook there. Last night I dreamt that I was playing shortstop for the Indians in the World Series, and we won. Hashtag can't wait. Hashtag winning is everything. Lindor, psychic. I like it. Like it. I don't know what is going. I don't know what the, the you know the details of that kid's contract are, but whatever it is, lock him up. Oh, he, I mean, being drafted from the Indians, I think they have him for another four years. Is that right? Yeah. So, he, dude, he'll be, he'll be on the Indians for a while. Good. Um, I like him. I, you know, obviously, it's been awesome to see him get a bigger stage. Uh, I think a lot of people in baseball knew the name, but didn't necessarily know how special he was. Where, you know, Andrew Miller is a proven commodity, and everybody knew the guy was a stud. Napoli, but, too, going to his third World Series now, yeah. Right, but Francisco Lindor really did get to uh, elevate his, his the, the, the spotlight on him, and, you know... With all these guys, they've all just stepped up in such big moments and such big times. And I mean, like, you take Jason Kipnis as a prime example, too, where, you know, he's been in the league forever, but this is really a big coming out party for him. For him to be able to show that, like, dude, not only we, but I as a player am for real. Um, The the tribe, it's, it's hard to not feel like this is going to happen. There's a little bit of me that's like, dude, you gotta temper your expectations. You gotta, you gotta be realistic no, with what happens. I, I won't. But, uh, why? 
Why? There's no reason to doubt this team. For all the reasons we've had to doubt this team, they've proven time and time again they're capable of overcoming those hurdles, and I don't see why they couldn't do it for another four wins. I don't see why not. I was one of the first ones out there telling you that the Indians were going to go to the World Series. I had said that I think that they go to the World Series and they win it. And again, people thought I was nuts, but I know me. I know I'm right about this. So I'm going to give you the prediction. You ready? Yeah, sure. Tribe in six is my prediction. That's being said before I even know who they're playing. So I will admit, I may, I may, you know what? I want to reserve the right to adjust said prediction depending on who the opponent is. But right now, my big, fat, huge gut says Tribe in six. And I don't know how we bet against me right now. I'm so happy. So back in when I had said the Indians were going to go to the World Series, right. my brother had called me and said, yo, man, I listened to the podcast. You really think they're going to go? I said, yeah. He's like, all right, I'm going to run to the casino and lay a bet. He's like, you want to take half? Said, Absolutely. So then a few more games went on, and they started to get hot, and my brother called me back. He was like, yo, dude. He's like, we bet money on them to make the World Series. He's like, I kind of feel like we should double down and make another bet on them winning the World Series. So he's like, all right, I'm going to go place that bet. You want half of that? And I said, absolutely, I want half of that. So I won money yesterday. A decent amount. And if they win the World Series, I'm winning more. Enough to buy yourself World Series tickets, dude. I have seen anywhere from standing room only going for 600 bucks. Would pay it. To uh, field uh, boxes down there. 20 grand. Okay, that's obnoxious. 20 grand. Now, for that field, is that the box? Yeah, I think that's the box. Okay. All right. It's still... It's still a lot, but I, I mean I don't know how many seats are in that box or whatever. I, I you know I don't know. Twenty grand, twenty grrr. That's a lot, a lot, a lot of money, a lot of money for one game. I don't care if there's eight seats in that box, dude. That's one game, a lot of money. Can I ask you this question that nobody's speculated on yet, and I'm kind of interested? I just thought of it just now. Sure, yeah, it's your show. Do whatever you want, Stansberry. <laughs> if the tribe wins. Is LeBron still as important to Cleveland as he, he was two months ago? He broke the curse, so yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the Cavaliers get the credit for that. I mean, it could obviously the Indians could have done this without LeBron in the Cavs. Yeah, different winning sports, that whatever. Yeah, one thing doesn't come into the other. But I can guarantee you this: that LeBron right now is on his knees, thanking God that he was able to do that to win that championship this year before the Indians were. That's true, because if the Indians won the World Series before the Cavs won the finals... That's a blow to his legacy, for yeah, sure. It's a footnote for on the, sure. It's a footnote on the legacy, it is. He was the one that was able to break the curse. If anybody else would have done it before him, that would have been a real feather taken out of his cap. Did you read this thing? I'm sure you did. You're a big NBA guy. Did you read this, this story that came out the other day about all the GMs get together and like they vote and think about who they'd start a franchise with, who they think is going to win the uh, the MVP? Of course. They think LeBron's going to win the, uh, the MVP, making it five there. He's not even that good. I don't even think he's one of the best basketball players. Which ever. I believe ties Jordan for MVPs. Do you think he's going to be the MVP? Um, I don't see why not. I, I mean, as you added more star power to the Warriors, I think that takes away some of Steph Curry's luster. What about Russ and um, OKC? I think he might get a sympathy vote because Durant left him. If he gets a sympathy vote, but that's if he's able to turn that team into a winner. So you gotta win. that's the whole thing is the Cavaliers are more than capable of winning the East again. And I'm sure they will win the East again. So, yeah, I can see LeBron pulling off another MVP. Why not? Dude, I see LeBron holding up the Larry O'Brien trophy again. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm... And, and and I'm going to give you another take on the MVP. The, the hottest one. All right, okay? let's get it. I'm going to give you another one. 
I think LeBron James is going to go out of his way, and he's going to be on a campaign all year, and he's going to play the game this way to set up Kyrie Irving to be the MVP of the league. LeBron likes to elevate people around him. I think LeBron goes out of his way to elevate Kyrie this year to get Kyrie the credit he believes he deserves and end the Steph v. Kyrie better point guard conversation. That's just me. Just my take. That's it. The show's done for the day. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. Now you guys have a fantastic afternoon. See you.